is. The Jets are saying they got to play better defense against the Dolphins. Listen. Who the hell is this? The man who's robbing you. Five minutes from now, the guys in the vault will deposit six bags into the vault elevator. One minute after that, the elevator will rise through cages. Three of your guards will pick up the bags and carry them out into the casino. Now, it's going to take more than 20 seconds to reach the casino floor. Oh, this is Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. Money in the bags and the money in the vault. So that's what you're going to do? You're going to pull a heist in Vegas? Yeah, Neil, I'm, I'm going to try to uh, rob the MGM Grand. Not only go to the fight, but while the fight's going on, I'm going to rob the cages of over $10 million. Now, this is an all-expense-paid trip, right, I hope? Yeah, all-expense paid by me. What? No, I'm going out there for top rank. They're putting me up, and I'm doing two shows from there. But uh, I have to pay for everything else. What are you talking about? I don't know. What, what yeah, should I do? This, Advise uh, me, great one. I would think by now, after a couple of months, you'd be on to the whole deal here. You're not supposed to pay for nothing. I'm not going to pay for anything. I'm going to give him a receipt when I get back. Mo hasn't taught you Schmidt, man. By the way, I hope you don't, uh, I hope you, like, got the lice all out before you went in there and did the show this morning. Yeah. You have, uh, herpes, huh? Yeah, was he, it herpes or was it Well, the you have the sound. Bar? Let's listen. Do you have footage of him talking this morning? Listen. I know you got it. Oh, I think I have herpes. I think I have herpes. Oh, I think God. I have herpes. Oh, God. I've heard it all. I gotta catch my flight, Neil. Have a great day. Have a great time, Scott. Thanks. Don't win too much. Thanks, Neil. You grew up with them both. And now Antler Records proudly presents the greatest hits of Simon and Bullwinkle. Where have you gone? Bar is bad enough. Natasha sure is lonely without you. Yes, Simon and Bullwinkle. Woo, woo, woo. Recorded live in Central Park and Frostbite Falls. The music of Paul Simon. The lyrics of Mr. Know-It-All. I'm singing on this radio station, but I'm nothing more than animation. You know, two-dimensional. Mm -hmm. Simon and Bullwinkle's greatest hits. I am a moose. I am a bamboo. Yes, it is Paul, but it's not art. And rock steals the fame, because mooses never fly. Unfortunately, Simon and Bullwinkle's greatest hits. Now available at Mr. Peabody's Records and Tapes. Love that Mr. Peabody. Dusting the cobwebs off their friendship, the folk rock duo Paul Simon Art Garfunkel announced last night they're reuniting for a concert tour of North America this fall. Oh! They both just turned 93. Shows begin uh, October 18th at the Palace at Auburn Hills outside Detroit. You ever been to Detroit? Like I said, don't go. Okay. You know what you'll say after you make your first visit to Detroit? I think I have herpes. Yeah, like Mo. Hey, Mo's got herpes. Absolutely. Or either that or that weasel on his head uh, reached down and bit him right in the goddamn eyebrow. He's got chirpies. The 60s favorites. I think I have herpes. Who last recorded together in 1975 have sold more than 40 million albums in the U.S. with the uh, Sounds of Silence, Bridge Over Troubled Water, Mrs. Robinson, yada, 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 and uh, Boris Badenoff and Mr. Peabody. Great. Nice going. Simon and Garfunkel. Anybody want to hear them? No. They were good. I like Paul them. Simon was great. Sure. Art Garfunkel all on his own. What was the song he did, uh, the Sam Cooke song, uh, Don't a Wonderful World? Okay, right? right. Am I right? Yes. Don't know much about crap. Don't know much about herpes. I think I have herpes. No, actually, I do know quite a bit about it, but that's another story for another day. I know a lot about it. I think I have herpes. Right. Calm down, Mo, okay? That must have been why he was out yesterday. He had like a chanker or something, and he stayed out for a whole day. Well, <laughs> Scott is right. He's such a pussy, you know? By the way, speaking of Scott, Scott Jr. in there may get paid uh, sometime soon. Clarence was in there yesterday apologizing. <laughs> Yeah, you're full of crap, Clarence. You're, we're on to you. 
we're onto your baloney, okay? He's stonewalling. He's just stalling and stalling and pushing it back and pushing it back, you know. Just trying to, like, save a few bucks for a cheap-ass outfit. Okay, let's get right to it. We don't have a lot of time today. We've got a short show. we got just tons of crap, man, All just right. tons and tons and tons of crap. Here's a little piece of advice for you, by the way. Everybody in the audience, do not take Seneca unless you need it. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Well, you know, my my roids are healing up from that awful bacon experience that I ate 75 slices of bacon from Howie's when I was there. And I'm finally like, uh, it's almost gone, but I'm thinking, well, you know, you, the stool softener is good. We can't talk about that. Can we stool softener? It's not lunch no. yet. Huh? No, seriously, but uh, it can't hurt. So for whatever reason, I just took a Seneca last night before I went to bed. That was a bad <laughs> movement, man. Wow, this morning I just, woo, ho, ho, ho. Heavy-duty experience. Don't take Seneca unless you really need it. Ma should be taking Seneca. Believe oh, me, yeah. it'll keep you busy, Ma. You'll be crapping your brains out all day long. Anyway, the poll result from yesterday, I don't know. Not, they just, uh, 1,203 votes, that's not too bad. But this was, they're just not concerned, you know? Uh, nope. I'm not. They're very, very calm. Tomorrow, by the way, is Troy Stratt for his birthday on 9-11. Happy birthday, Troy. We're not playing the thing till tomorrow. Right. What's your take on this Thursday's two-year anniversary of 9-11? It's tomorrow. It's tomorrow. Stay calm. Stay cool. We don't want to get anybody into a panic. Don't start uh, losing your grip on reality. George has a suggestion, though. Be afraid. Be very afraid. Nothing will happen. 698. 58% of this audience is fully confident that nothing ain't going to happen tomorrow. Well, you know what? You're all wrong because something's going to happen. Yeah. Something will come up. Right? Tomorrow. <laughs> maybe and maybe not. Maybe your son will come up tomorrow. Or go down. Nothing will happen, 698. What me worry, 289. I'm buying duct tape and uh, Visqueen. That was a late uh, edition on there, 92. Say they're buying their duct tape and Visqueen. Uh, Bad Schmidt will happen, 54. I'm staying close to home all day, 36. And I won't travel tomorrow, 34 out of 1,203 votes on yesterday's poll. we got two polls today. How do you like that? Two for the price of none. Here's the first one for this hour only we got a short show now. You know that's a crank call, Scott. Don't you, Miami Beach? You know that Line 6 is a crank. Miami Beach. Edward Keller is dead. Yes, see? <laughs> <laughs> that was good, though. Yeah. That was great. That was good. <laughs> Edward Keller's dead is right. Oh. 95. What a Nazi bastard he was, huh? I wonder if he was related to Nistva on uh, Guiding Light. Papa Bauer. But at any rate, Edward Teller's dead. You know, you got the Tom Lear thing back there, the Edward Teller song on there, right? We do. You don't? Yeah, we got the Tom Lear album back there. We got the Tom Lear album, but I don't, never heard from Edward Teller. The hell he didn't. Or no, it was Werder von Braun. Well, same difference. Duh. Anyway, here's the first poll for today before we get to the heavy-duty stuff. Oh, before we do it, though, this story about the lottery ticket, this just, I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's God. amazing. It's Better than Herald. us. It's in today's Herald, and I just looked at this, and I thought to myself, there's only one remedy for doing that, blowing your brains out. Who had the $50 million ticket? Florida's biggest lotto loser, it says. <laughs> when the clock ticked past 12.01 a.m. Tuesday, yesterday, time ran out on somebody's dream. A $50 million winning lottery ticket bought in North Bay Village on March 12th expired. The largest jackpot in Florida lottery history to go unclaimed. It was the 20th winning Florida ticket to be lost or more likely forgotten about. The previous record was $16 million pot left behind in 1991. I think I just filled a heavy pot. Lottery winners have 180 days to claim their prizes. The money now goes into the Florida Education Enhancement Trust Fund. What does that mean, that the kids can go to school for like two days a year now? No. Some of it will be reinvested into new games, Florida Lottery spokeswoman Sheila Griffin said. Keep in mind, the lottery is the biggest ripoff, the biggest legalized ripoff in the history of mankind. Am I right? 
Absolutely correct, sir. One person is smiling about the ticket. Mohammed Azim Hossein, owner of Cole's Food Market in North Bay Village, still got his cut as the vendor who sold the winning numbers. The lottery paid him ten grand. I gave some to a friend who works with me and sent some to my wife in Bangladesh, Hosan. The only problem is he might not be so happy if he checks with her and finds out she had a $50 million ticket. Too late, bitch. I mean, it says if the ticket holder finally shows up, then we'd have a five-box-of-Kleenex party because he or she would be crying, Yeah. Griffin said. How do you like that? Who the hell is Griffin? Oh, Sheila Griffin from the Florida Lottery. Crying. Uh, if you seriously stop and think about that, you look in the drawer. Oh, gee, look at that. There was my lottery ticket. Oh, there it is. I, I've been looking for that damn thing. And of course, you, you don't write down the numbers. You just and you look at it, and there's like twenty-two, twenty-three, thirty-five, forty-five, fifty, and fifty-three. And then you reach in the other drawer, right, yeah. pull out the revolver, and blow your freaking brains out. You'd have to. You just have to kill yourself, wouldn't you? Absolutely. Rubber room, at least. Now, what do you mean another winner, Scott? You see, you're becoming like Georgia, becoming very cynical about our great callers. Here's Palm Beach. Hello. Get a life, buddy. Get a life. <laughs> I win. Huh? I win. I picked it. What do you mean you win? He was good. I liked him. He was enjoyable. Uh, he was almost, he sounded a little like the dice man on a bad day with a, like a sore throat. Here's the first poll for today. Which of these best describes why you listen to the Neil Rogers show? Which of these best describes why you listen to the Neil Rogers Show? For humor, for liberal talk and a few laughs, there's nothing else on, I hate Neil, but I can't turn it off, Neil is the radio god, Neil, God. I'm a QAM listener, or I love the crank callers, which were two for two. So well, Actually, the first guy was good, though. Yeah. That was the retired. That was the uh, guy with the 85 voices. I was starting to enjoy him, actually, you know what? When he's got something good like that, he's no, great. No, no, he was good today. So it goes to show you, if you just keep plugging away, sooner or later you might have something. Like Mo, you know? Someday he might say something good on here. Absolutely. I haven't had nothing good so far, but it's only been like a year and a half. Now, how can you say that? He's got such great hits. In, it, in addition to what, yeah, he does have a lot of hits, mostly ones you don't want, like... I think I have herpes. Like that one. <laughs> yeah, he was out sick with like a chirpy and like a little extra crotch rot yesterday. Come on, Mo, butch up a little bit. If you're going to work on this station, you got to show up every day like the rest of us. By the way, Mad Dog's off today. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? All right. That's right, because we work whenever we feel like it. Because we got a Marlin game, pregame at 12:35. The Red Hot Marlins, who I believe, are they 15 games over now, Scott? 15. 16. 16? 81-65. Oh my God! They are sure? they are assured of not having a losing season. I don't want to doubt your word, but I want to look in the uh, paper here. I'm not, you know, I'm sure you're right, but 16 games over would be astonishing. And still nobody shows up when they have the home games because there's nobody there and nobody cares anyway. They got the, the Mets again this afternoon, and we'll have that game for you like at 110, the starting game. 12.35, the pregame. So we get out of here early, to which we say, oh! uh, 80 and 65, it says here. 80 and 65, my mistake. Well, you are, you know, i got to say one thing for Scott. He is so consistent. No, like, like the thing with Mussolini in Rome yesterday. No matter what he says, you know it's wrong. That, that's why I picked up the paper as soon as you said it, because I, I already saw it. They're 15 games over. They have 17 games, uh, 165, yeah, 17 left. So somebody who said earlier in the season the Marlins are going to win 91 games, and we all laughed and said, what an idiot, what a moron. That, that person may have been right. They may have been... Absolutely correct, sir. Shocking. So there you go. Let's... Uh... Got the first poll up there. We got another poll in the uh, 11 o'clock hour for the rest of the show, and we got eight million of things here. Huh? We got a rush. Plus, we got these tremendous calls, like the one from Miami. Hello. I'm listening. <laughs> so weak, so weak. Have you noticed how we've got all these wannabes? This yeah. is a guy who wants to be Mo, which I don't think you really want to be Mo, sir. Especially with a bad case of uh, chirpies, you got to say more enthusiastic. I'm listening. See, like that. 
More with that stentorian sound. I'm listening. Right, we like that a lot better. Nice going, Mo. You be the best, man. Best piece of crap we ever had in that building. Prominent, in fact, I flushed better stuff down the bowl this morning than uh, the Mo Howard David, you know? Absolutely. Trust me when I tell you, lots of it. Prominence after 10 at 5.60. Am I going to have to do like the helium show today? I'm going to have to talk fast because we only have two and a half hours. Speed it up. We'll uh, speed the tape up. Okay, that sounds good to me. If I had a, a balloon, I could, like, suck the helium out. You know what they say about practice makes perfect? If you're underpaid like poor Scott in here who, ca who can't even get, uh, like, a nickel to rub on uh, Clarence's ass, overworked and underappreciated, and you'd like to, like, change your life and get you a really fat, big paycheck, how about getting a new career? And the way to do that is with training from our good friends at Fast Train. Call them toll-free at 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. Fast Train can have you trained and certified before year's end. The demand for computer professionals continues to grow. There's no end in sight, so there's no better time than right now to get you a new high-paying career and a big paycheck that goes with it. Fast Train offers job placement assistance, convenient to evening and weekend schedules, and there are six Florida locations, including four right there in South Florida, so there's bound to be a Fast Train close by you. Fast Train offers financial assistance for guys who qualify, too. So pick up the phone and call the good folks at Fast Train. They'll answer all your questions. No obligation. 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. No excuse to stay at a dead-end job working for some schmuck one more day. Check them out on the web at FastTrain.com. Call this number and change your life forever. Call 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. My and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QA if there's a butt, I smell it. I think I have herpes. Warning, the following may not be suitable for children. Celebrities Gone Wild. It's the hot new video series that shows real celebrities getting into real trouble. Celebrities Gone Wild. Your all-time favorite stars are hitting all-time lows. See Hollywood Mad Van Tom Sizemore get busy on Hollywood Madam Heidi Flight. It's a hit. Celebrities Gone Wild also features clips from L.A. Lakers superstar Kobe Bryant. How you doing, baby? I'll buy a little room service. You know what I'm Celebrities Gone Wild is jam-packed with famous people who are famous for their infamous behavior. There's Diana Ross, Nick Nolte, Bobby Brown, Michael Jackson, Robert Downey Jr., and the list goes on. Plus, Robert Blake gets drenched in ice-cold water for a super sleazy wet prison jumpsuit contest. Where it takes sin to win. Order Celebrities Gone Wild in the next ten minutes, and we'll include this free Arnold Schwarzenegger video called Celebrities Gone Crazy. I want to be governor of California. Celebrities Gone Wild and Celebrities Gone Crazy. Order now before all these stars are in jail, rehab, or the governor's mansion. 1018 at 560 WQM. You know, well, Eric has been doing such a great job, but far for me to bust his balls. And it's really not his fault. It's George's fault. Because we added this category. I did, and you didn't uh, pass it I along. I faxed the revised uh, thing. Did you? Sure. Like I said, it's Eric's fault, you idiot. I love the crank callers. we got to get that on there. I don't. Do you see it? No. No, it's not on there yet, which I'm sure there must be. Uh, how many do you think are going to vote for that? About 30, man. Which of these best describes why you listen to the Neil Rogers Show? For a liberal talk and a few laughs, 11. Uh, 15, like I said. It just changed again in midstream. Uh, Neil is the radio god, 12. For humor, 12. I hate Neil, but I can't turn it off, 2. I'm a QM listener, 2, and there's nothing else on 1. Out of the 44 so far. But I guarantee you, I love the crank callers. Get that on there right away, Eric, or else. I don't know what or else what, but or else. Edward Tellers died. Did we mention that twice or a uh, hundred times? Who? He played a key role in the U.S. defense and energy policies for more than a half a uh, century, was dubbed the father of the H-bomb for his enthusiastic pursuit of the powerful weapon. Died yesterday. A spokesman for the Lawrence Livermore Laboratory. He was 95. That's plenty old enough. 95. Jesus. Wouldn't all of us like to make it to 95? I'll take that. You know, the only people who aren't crazy about only making it to 95 are the ones who are like 94 and a half. Mm. <laughs> Right? I suppose. Even my mom, who's a little over 90, she'd like to make it to 95. She's still pretty I don't think spry. so, Mom. I just don't, I don't think it's in the cards. 
Well, you know, when you when you wind up being a bag lady at the age of ninety, you keep I don't think that, that way. I don't think there's a big future. You know, well, you know that condo she's got that I own. Mm -hmm. Boy, I think that value has uh, increased rapidly in the oh, last few years. No question, Hollywood's booming. This article is going to just astonish. Oh wait, wait a minute, we we're one call at a time today because we're under a lot of pressure. We got a lot of stuff again. We only got two and a half hours. We got the big Marlon Mets game. Any interest? No. See that this just what's the problem with that town? <laughs> They're still whining about the damn dolphin loss to a girls team. Well, that's uh, don't be crying over spilt milk, okay? They're going to lose to the Jets on Sunday. Then what are they going to do? Can you imagine if they ever started 0-2? Oh, oh, my God. There'd be people blowing their brains out. Forget about the lottery ticket guy. We got a shot. Yeah, they got a shot. Here's Miami on 6. All calls are on 6 today, which is an omen. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Is this a real call? This is a real call. I can't believe it. Hey, Neil, we... I tell you something. The, the, the QAM programming, the, the QAM programming department, I think, has done a, has upgraded the, the talent level uh, in regarding uh, sports radio programming and QAM. But let me tell you something. When it comes to the play-by-play -play stuff, yeah, what is going on? I mean, we've got the Hurricanes and the Dolphins are our signature um, sports on the station, right? And they have Mo Howard David, who is just. Friend. An embarrassment and awful. How many times is he going to tell us that every player is a former Giant, a former Charger, a former Patriot? They don't care. Yeah. And Zagaki. Well, well I mean, that, in that, most that, cases, that, he's a former human being. Zagaki. I mean, he crushed it. He crushed it. He crushed it. I mean, every play is terrible. Sucks. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's just. So, so what's your point, that our play-by-play -play, uh, people are a little bit lacking? Now, you've left out, I noticed, Jugs McDonald from the Panther game. And the Panthers signed uh, old Lyle Odeline. Big deal. Hey, Neil, the Panthers signed are off the map. Joe Neuendijk. What and is it? Guy, the Panthers are off the map. Nobody cares about them. You think That's nobody correct. The You're Marlins absolutely game? right. That's right. If nobody cares about the Marlins, you can imagine how many people really care about the Panthers. About 30, man. And that's stretching it. All right, Neil. Hey, Neil. Have, have a great Yes. He crushed it. He crushed it. He crushed it. <laughs> But there's one thing he left out. Oh my! Oh my! <laughs> oh my! Oh my! He left that out. From the hyperventilating hysterical Joe Zagaki. Bush League and embarrassing. Good guy though, but really Bush League and his performance. And fits in perfectly with the UM just like a glove. No wonder they want him doing all of their broadcasts. I mean, why would they want to have like a Bush League guy like Bill Zimfer doing it? You know, a guy that's like a real professional? They don't want that. They want the screaming amateur hour Joe Zagaki. But nevertheless, that's UM. Like I said, it fits in perfect. This story that I was about to do before we took that very important call, Saudi police say Barbie dolls a threat to morality. Okay. Ready? I can see that. Saudi Arabia's religious police have declared Barbie dolls a threat to morality, complaining that the revealing clothes of the Jewish toy, which is what they call it, already banned in the kingdom, are offensive to Islam. Oh, yeah, didn't you know Barbie was Jewish? You know, well, you everybody else Ken is, is Jewish Why because not? if you get a Ken doll, he's circumspect. Right, and he's got that ring around his collar. The Committee for the Propagation of Virtue and Prevention of Vice. Oh, I like that. What is that? What's the acronym for that crap? <laughs> the Committee for the Propagation of Virtue and Prevention of Vice, as the religious police are officially known, lists the dolls on a section of its website devoted to items deemed offensive to the conservative Saudi interpretation of Islam. Jewish Barbie dolls with their revealing clothes and shameful postures. Oy. Accessories and tools. Oh, there's nothing worse than a shameful tool. Right. Are a symbol of decadence to the perverted West. Let us beware of her dangers and be careful, said a poster on the site. Barbie's a threat. 
The poster plastered with pictures of Barbie in short dresses and tight pants. All right. With a few of her accessories reads, A strange request. A little girl asks her mother, Mother, I want jeans, a low-cut shirt, and a swimsuit like Barbie. Such posters are distributed to schools and hung in streets by the religious police or muta, mut, what is it, Mutawa? Mutawa. Whatever the hell it is. Okay. Goyim. An independent body affiliated with the office of the prime minister. Vice police officials weren't available for comment. Sheikh Abdullah al-Murdas, a preacher in a Riyadh mosque, said the Mutawa take their anti-barbie campaign to the shops, confiscating dolls from sellers and imposing a fine. How do you like that? Oh, we're fine. Right. Although illegal, Barbies, the creation of California-based Mattel, are found on the black market where a contraband doll could cost 100 reals, which is 27 bucks U.S. or more. It's no problem that little girls play with dolls, but these dolls should not have the developed body of a woman and wear revealing clothes, Almer Dodd said. These revealing clothes will be imprinted in their minds and they'll refuse to wear the clothing we're used to as Muslims, the sheik said, as in shake your booty. Isn't that incredible? We're not no, talking about people in the Stone Age, are we? No. Oh, thank goodness for that. The Jewish Barbie doll. Oh, brother. Yeah. These schmata heads, man, just enough to make you want to puke your guts out. Look at that, we got a couple of calls on there. I mean, we're just in, interspersing a couple here and there because we got a, a like I said, a pressure packed show today, two and a half hours, which sounds good for every day, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine? Don't tease. Because all the other fakers on this station, they get by with two hours, three hours, and we got a four hour thing we got to do for this kind of money. 88 votes on the poll so far. This is our first poll, so you better get with it, okay? You better hop on it because at 11 o'clock this is going to disappear. 89 votes. Which of these best describes why you listen to the Neil Rogers show? For liberal talk and a few laughs, 36. Neil is the radio god, 26. For humor, 16. Uh, there's nothing else on four. I hate Neil, but I can't turn it off, three. I'm a QM listener, three. I love the crank callers, only got one. Oh, I thought that was the main reason they listened is because they wanted to hear Chamba and uh, Maricon and those guys. Yeah. Not to mention, retire. And uh, what's the other ones? And the whispering guy, which is all—it's all the same people. It's the we same can do two uh, people. Gilbert's line, but we can't. Oh yeah. <laughs> Here's Miami. Buenos dias. Yeah, how you doing, Neil? Okay, amigo. Yeah, I was wondering. Um, did you know a couple of weeks ago when you went away, went away, did you know that Joe and Mark were in your studio? Doing what? Nothing. They're—they're tied to the ants in their other studios. So they went over to your studio at night and and farted in your chair. Yeah. Does it? And can I ask you a question? Sure. When are you going to grow up? They farted in my chair. Oh, oh, Jesus, God Almighty. Aren't you impressed? Wow, that could be the worst call ever. That could be the worst call of all time. Now, the reason, well, like I said, it's in a run. Today. Worst call so far today. <laughs> sure ain't uh, with that Edwin Teller guy. That guy, guy was great. What a narc. <laughs> Edward Teller's daddy was 95. Isn't that old enough? <laughs> yeah, you bet. Jesus. Give it a rest, Ed. He said life was a real <laughs> bomb. 26 past 10. Leafs got Joe Newendike. He just turned 100. Panthers got Lyle Odeline, he just turned 107. And Todd Gill, he's 110. Goes to show you, you're never too old to play in the NHL. Hey, how low can they go, you might be wondering right now. Isn't that what you were wondering? Oh, all the time. There you go. The financial right group now. is doing the limbo rock under the lowest refinance rate you ever be hearing of, just 1.95%. And we all love doing the limbo rock, don't we? Uh-huh. You betcha. Now you can refinance your home or buy a new home and get you a super low 1.95% finance rate with a financial group. So call them today. When in doubt, check it out. Call 1-800-940-LEND. That's 1-800-940-LEND. If you've been thinking about refinancing or buying real estate, you really ought to be doing this now. Call financial group 
1-800-940-LEND. And talk about savings. Listen to these payment amounts. If you have a $100,000 loan, your payments are only $368 a month. Even Scott could afford that if he ever starts getting paid. A $200,000 loan is only $736 a month. So call Financial Group toll-free, 1-800-940-LEND, to get that low, amazing rate that you keep hearing about on these shows. 1.95% all-time lows. Get that 1.95% from our friends at Financial Group. 1-800-940-LEND. They're an equal housing lender. Be sure to mention Todd Reck when you call. Credit restrictions apply. Rate subject to change monthly, 5.19 APR. Live and local, this is 560. The radio is all yours now. QAM. Fuck yourself. Well, I hate what to do with on QAM. Put that back and back on again. I want what they had before. He's not my kind of guy. What the hell are they doing anyway? With the manly sounded guy who's really gay. I want more of Chris Moore. Cause his voice is real high. When I listen to the sports, a manly voice won't get my attention. But will really get me stepping in the shorts. A squeaky high voice will give me an erection. Well, I hate what they're doing on QAM. Putting that racket back on again. I'm gonna miss hearing straight men with voices this high. Now I'll have to get deeper in that closet again. So I can impress all the macho friends. Check out Chris Moore at night to help the pain of the side. Yeah, there ain't nothing like having macho sports guys whose voice has had to crack since they were 12 years old. <laughs> kind of like that. Yeah, stand up real close to the radio and press it on and get their voices on up there. It really makes my balls stink on it. And that crow, man, well, he's smarter than my inbred brother. Yep. <laughs> 1032 at 560 WQM. We sure aren't getting much uh, uh, slop over, you know what I'm talking about? In other words, when we came to QAM five and a half years ago, almost six now, I guess, uh, it's like we brought our own audience. Right. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, I know. 140 votes on here, and uh, I'm a QAM listener. There's only three. In other words, when they vote for that, that means they listen to this station, and the fact that they listen to QAM and we're on here is why they're listening to this show. Well, that ain't too good. I mean, no. what is that? 2.1%? That's pretty lame. Fifty-six people say they listen mainly for liberal talk and a few laughs. Neil is the radio god, 41. Of course, that's the uh, operative answer. Uh, for humor, 28. There's nothing else on, 5. That's a good point. I hate Neil, but I can't turn it off, 4. I'm a QM listener, only 3, and I love the crank callers, only 3 out of the first 140 votes. Big facts just in here. What does that say? Oh, no, who is that? I can't even pronounce the name. Larry Hovis? Okay. Is that it, is? Do you don't know who that is? Sergeant Carter? But is that his name, Larry Hovis? Yeah, Larry Hovis. That sounds right. Actor and comedian best known for his role as Sergeant Carter on the long-running TV show Hogan's Heroes. He was also regular on Gomer Pyle, uh, USMC. Well, guess what? He died. And also Ronan Martin's Laughing, who guested on numerous game shows during the 70s, including Match Game and The Liars Club, died September 9th yesterday of cancer in San Marcos, Texas, at age 67. He died. Larry Hovis. I have no idea who that is. Sergeant Carter. He was the uh, I, I didn't. Guy. I didn't watch Hogan's oh, Heroes. It was great. No, it was not great. Yes, it was. You it said was? you never watched it. Well, maybe that's why I don't know it was great. It was funny. Didn't watch Gomer Pyle, USMC. Didn't watch that. That was just silly. I did watch Ronan Martin's laugh, and I don't remember no Larry Hovis, though. 
I watch Match Game religiously. I love Match Game. It's still on the Game Show channel all the time. Never seen Larry Hovis. He's kind of a Liars. skinny, pencil-necky kind of guy. The Liars Club. Wasn't that with, uh, who was on the Liars Club? Was that uh, Mike Stokey, who was also on Pantomime Quiz? I don't who know. Who was the host on that? I don't know. So, somebody will let Sergeant us know. Booker Brian or one of those old guys will let us know. But anyway, Larry Hovis. He died. Who? I could say, but then I'd be lying. Stars from Hogan's Heroes, it says on his facts, are dropping like flies. Well, God damn, man, there's just a hell of a lot of that death going on. You know what? What are all these calls on here? I got just too much stuff. We only got till 1230, and then you know me. 1230? I'd like to get a few of these idiots on. Here's Pompano. Hello. Hi. Neil? Yes, sir. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Good. First of all, it's the first time I've ever called. I usually don't have time to call you. I, I work for a living. Right. And... Well, thank you, really. You're, you're a very funny guy. In fact, I'm you're a... too bright. I don't even understand how you can attract an audience with you. Both you and George are extremely intelligent and bright. Yeah. I don't know how you get an audience down here. I wanted to discuss a little bit about this religious fanaticism and how dangerous yes. this is to the world. Take all the time you like. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you're a fan of Bill Maher's. But I think no. Bill Maher's No, I'm not. I think, Bill Maher, I think Bill Maher's an asshole, but anyway. But basically, he, he said that you know the religious fanaticism dangerous. So the Islamic fanaticism is very dangerous because they right. feel like they can just blow themselves up and take everyone else with them. Mm-hmm. The Christian fundamentalists are at least amusing. At least they're not. They are. Gonna... They're amusing? Well, ask, ask well, the abortion doctors who got shot and killed whether they're amusing or not. Take everyone with them. But yeah. That scare? I'm not a... Ask all the people who died in the, uh, in the uh, Crusades and in the uh, Spanish Inquisition if it was amusing. Have a nice day, sir. Don't call me again. Wait, what what is this guy? Well, he's a Bill Maher fan, yeah. you know. I mean, Bill Maher is such an asshole. No, I, you know, I don't want this guy to take it personally because he likes us, but his call is horrible. So, you know, keep listening. We hope you'll listen. But your call was grotesque and unacceptable, and it's just uh, unconscionable that you would say such crap about the fundamentalist Christians are amusing. Not only are they not amusing, they're annoying, they're obnoxious, they're dangerous, they're crazy people. And uh, this is what the problem is, is that America takes it all too lightly. See, we're talking about religious extremists. See, this is the reason that the mainstream media, because they're so afraid to lose sponsors and offend anybody, that's why this whole thing with 9-11, there's very little discussion about religious extremism, except, of course, with Muslim extremists. Yeah, they're the only bad ones. Right, they're the only bad ones, and you recall that people like Billy Graham's son, Franklin Graham, and all these others in the beginning were making these grotesque, as usual, comments about Islam, and, oh, well, that's really a violent religion, and all that stuff, you know, <laughs> as opposed to Christianity and the other ones, uh, which uh, and, and, and Judaism, which uh, the Jewish God was telling them to, like, smite all of their enemies and make sure they don't miss any, you know. Religion is sick. There's, there's, it's not a debatable point. I mean, uh, you people that are brainwashed and can't uh, mentally uh, emancipate your brains from all the religious uh, indoctrination and bullcrap, hey, I understand. It's not easy. From the, from the moment that you're old enough to understand, even before you really comprehend, they start hocking and banging it in there and banging it in there. That's what the altar boys say. They keep banging it in there. Rectum. That's right. Don't get sore about it. <laughs> But it's just, uh, well, Christian. Now, what is this? Vision of the cop. What is Bob Eisenberg? This guy is on top of stuff, man, since we got him that new piece from Chuck Alfieri. You'd almost think he has some clue what he's doing. Hey, by the way, Bob, you're an asshole, too. Remember those days? Sure. Down on the second floor, Bob Eisenberg running around telling people I was an effing asshole. Yeah, that, that was my before he buddy. got to know you, though. Yeah, he got to know me. He got to know me as a real asshole. I'm an asshole, Bob, and I'm proud of it. How do you like that? Didn't bother me. Doesn't bother me. I'm an asshole with a big fat paycheck twice a month, including today, Clarence. I hope it better be there. It better be showing up, sweetheart. Clarence, who's uh, real big all of a sudden, trying to hold people's money back, like poor Scott Jr. There. Yeah, the audience has heard this. They know the game. Oh, this is Pompano Beach allegedly. See, this time you didn't put it on there. 
See, Scott, don't pay attention to what George tells you because George is a bad uh, board. He's a fine producer, but a bad phone type person. He gets too emotional. He starts writing down a bunch of numbers. He gets all wild. You know, he's just got to calm down. He's got a, a few more doggy downers before the show would be good. But when you put on there, like, question mark and the yeah, sure stuff like that, and then you keep putting it on there, you notice how those people disappear? Yes. You want to know why they disappear? Tell me. Because I hang up on them. I thought so. I see. Here's Pompano Beach, allegedly. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Pretty good. Is this a real call? It's a real call. I see. Yes. Well, um, I wanted to make a comment about GW first and say that yes. uh, I was pretty upset when the whole election thing went down. can barely hear this call for some strange reason, Scott. Yes, go ahead. Anyways, I was upset about the election, but I had no idea what we were in store for. And uh just really pisses me off when I think about all that. Um but as far as your uh, your poll today goes, I have a suggestion for you. Okay. And uh, why don't you add poll building shows to the reason why people like to listen? The reason why people listen? Yeah. Because they like the poll building shows. Well, it's well, the, 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 the I think the I think the choice could be I like Neil's poll, like Hank says. There you go. Right? I, mean, I think it's become a central part of the show. So it has. You're so right. Give a, give a chance for us to say whether we like it or not. Right. Okay. Well, uh, stick it right on there. Thanks, Neil. Thanks a lot, Pally. Have a great day. That's a good, see, that was a good call on line nine, Scott. You keep hanging up on those people on line nine. I like Neil's hey. poll. Yeah. Huh? That was you. I know. Don't say, hey, listen, mister, you're supposed to be, this is like a Mickey and Eisner conversation. You know what I'm talking about? Well, George has the naked pictures. You don't. Just remember me, the puppeteer, you, the, uh, lemming. Eisner? Yeah, I'll get Mickey on the, on your I'm ass the if you don't master. watch it. Okay, now what's the, I'm the puppet master, Bader. So what are we putting on here now? I like um, Neil's poll. I like Neil's pool. That's cute. You know, that's a good way to put it. P-O-L-L. Or he can spell it however he wants, okay? If people are too stupid to understand it, then we can't be bothered. That was a good call. Nice nice suggestion, sir. I like, that was a good guy, see? Unlike the guy before him that uh, meant well, that, uh, you know, evidently thinks he's intelligent, but he's telling me that Christianity, that fundamentalist Christianity. Now, maybe I didn't let him finish. Do you think so? No. He was, no, he was serious. Yeah. I waited a second to see if like he was gonna there was some some gag or some pun or no, some something all, sarcastic. I don't want to believe that crap. About fundamentalist Christians are humorous. They're not humorous, they're pathetic, they're dangerous, they're uh they're crazy people. Who's responsible for this war right now? Are you knocking W again? Yes. Good. Hundred and ninety two votes. Which of these best describes why you listen to the Neil Rogers show? For a little talk and a few laughs, seventy three. Neil is the radio god. Neil God. Fifty seven. Cinquenta siete. Uh, uh, for humor, 41. There's nothing else on seven. I love the crank caller, six. I hate Neil, but I can't turn it off. Fo. And I'm a QM listener. Fo. As in what you be listening. Fo. And we're adding on there, I like Neil's pull. Fo a while. Fo a while. Fo uh, many years. Fo a few minutes. For a few seconds until I can't stand it no more. 1041 at 560 WQM VIP Sportsbook.com is the best in town. And man, we got a zillion sportsbooks advertising on this station now. About 30, man. But there's only one that you ought to be doing business with because they're the best. You know, 99% of the other sportsbooks are just, they're a bunch of bookies in the jungles of Costa Rica hanging out somewhere. You'll be lucky if you ever see them again. So this year, move up in class to VIP Sportsbook.com. It's the oldest and the largest sportsbook in the most prestigious Netherlands, Holland, Amsterdam. 100% legal and licensed, too. Like just about everything there is legal and licensed or not. Listen to me and call VIPSportsbook.com now. 1-866-VIP-BETS because they're the best in South Florida available anywhere. Sign up right now and you can bet all the South Florida football and basketball teams juice-free all year long. You want to bet on the Dolphins? Good luck to you. It's 100 to win 100. You want to bet on the Hurricanes? It's 100 to win 100. So forget about the VIG. 
Also, you notice how these gambling, uh, these uh, professional degenerate gamblers, they have their own lingo, you know. Forget about the big vig. All sign-ups get a 20% cash bonus, not some funny money uh, match play bonus that you get out of the jungle. VIPsportsbook.com, that's where you find them online, or call them toll-free at 1-866-VIP-BETS. Be sure you told them you heard about it here on most prestigious sports obsessive QAM. 866-VIP-BETS for VIPsportsbook.com, where you be the VIP. Sports Radio 560 QAM. Oh, gets me fired up when I hear someone say that. Thank you, Mr. President, for those low gas prices. <laughs> I can't get that punk out of my mind I called that day, you know, about the glorious right. uh, freeing of the Iraqi people and lowering of the gas prices. <laughs> what an asshole, man. What a bush licker. Suicide bomber kills three people in Iraq as the carnage goes on. Another American soldier died this morning. I'm trying to get the, a little more information about that, but uh, it's just becoming so routine, like murders in Miami, that uh, they don't even report much on it anymore. You know right. what I'm saying? That's uh, old. Unless hat. you catch the blurb on there real quick, you don't even know. Another U.S. soldier dead. But this is a separate story. A suicide bomber exploded in an SUV outside the U.S. intelligence headquarters, killing three other Iraqis and wounding dozens, including four Americans, a Kurdish security official said today. The U.S. military in Baghdad had said six Americans were wounded, later said four intelligence officers were hurt along with the Kurdish Peshmerga guard at the building. You know those Peshmergas. Who? The Kurdish, the Kurdish official who spoke on condition. You know, I was thinking yesterday again, I, I could go off on a long rant. We don't have time today. But how is it possible that the public is so goddamn stupid? Like the thing with the Taliban. All, all of those years went on. Nobody gave a flying fig about the Taliban, about the women with the burqas, about they couldn't listen to the music, how repressive they were, and about the uh, the Spartan existence that these people were forced to live on. Nobody cared until after 9-11. Then all of a sudden we started seeing 8 billion stories. Every day there were like a whole, another whole bunch of stories about, 30, about the Taliban and the repression that they uh, foisted on the poor Afghan people. Did any, how many people in America really gave a flying crap about Afghanistan? Don't tell me about 30. It wasn't like five. Right. Okay. Even the Afghan hounds didn't care about it. The brownie hounds didn't care about goddamn Afghanistan. They couldn't find it on a map with both hands. Nope. And then all of a sudden, here comes the American. I'm going to tell you right now, the American media are the enablers. They were the ones who enabled Kenny Starr and all the right-wing Republicans to do all that penis gate with Bill Clinton. They were the ones who made the whole big song to dance and made it possible for us to get as far as all that impeachment crap and waste millions of dollars of your tax money. And are the same ones who are letting this asshole off the hook, who just raised another three million bucks down here in Florida over the last couple of days. Disgrace. Shame on you, as Michael Moore would say. But in this case, I'm talking about the freaking American media. 
It's a pretty sad commentary when it takes Tammy Faye to tell you the truth. The media is sick and needs help badly. The media is sick and we need help badly. That's the problem. Anyway, the Ansar al-Islam organization with suspected ties to al-Qaeda was formerly based near uh, some place that I can't pronounce, about 30 miles east of Erbil and near the Iranian border. Ansar headquarters was bombed by U.S. jets during the war. Surviving members of the group were thought to have fled to Iran. They're now believed to have returned to Iraq, which is now becoming a hotbed of terrorist activity, which it wasn't before we started the Iraq attack, the Operation Iraqi Freedom. <laughs> right. How do you like them apples, huh? Oh, I'm saying that again. Don't let me say that anymore. Don't say it. I'll hit you know me. I get a, we all do that. We get on, uh, for uh, some reason, something sticks in your mind. You sure. keep saying it. Don't let me do that no more, okay? Because some things, I mean, after a while, it gets to be irritating. Even though it might be true, like... I think I have herpes. Like Mo saying that this morning. I think yeah. I have herpes. Cut it out, Mo. That would be irritating. That would be. I think I have herpes. Especially herpes on his scalp under his... Uh, ah. I think he just, I think he had his scalp glued on too tight. That's why he was out yesterday. So he's got herpes under his he hair. Had, he had to peel it off. How's that poll coming? This is our first poll. We got the important one. This is just, you know, just for clarification. I think it's kind of interesting. Don't you, once in a while? No. You don't? You don't like this poll? Of course I like this poll. Well, now, what are you giving me crap? Right? Now you sound like Scott there. See, you trained him bad. You trained him so badly. Hey, uh, Scott, I pay can't. no attention to George. Uh, Beaner Boy was paying attention to George. Look what happened to him. So no, he wasn't. 226 votes so far. Which of these best describes why you listen to the Neil Rogers show? For liberal talk and a few laughs, 84. I think I think that covers it, right? Sure. Neil well, is the radio for. god, 65. For humor, 48. There's nothing else on 10. For people who don't like Dr. Laura and Rush and all the other crap that's on uh, when we're on. But that's a good excuse. That's why I put it there. I love the crank callers, nine. I'm a QM listener, six. Pretty weak, Duff and Clarence. Pretty weak. You should be bringing us more to the table than that. If we had, uh, if we were on like a, a talk station, I'm not talking sports talk, but you know like IOD used to be when right. it was great for about five minutes. If we were on that, then we'd be siphoning a, a tremendous number of listeners from the other shows on the station. And we could get instead like a 10 or 11 share, and we could get... About 30, man. Right, but we're stuck with the, whatever we got. I hate Neil, but I can't turn it off for, and I like Neil's poll, which uh, Eric, being very cute, spelled P-O-L-E, crossed it out, put P-O-L-L. -L. Cute, Eric. He's uh, getting almost too good. You know what? It's scary. He's great. He, Eric is great. So we take it... See, this goes to show you, as long as you're still breathing, it's never too late to be rehabilitated. Absolutely. No, not you, Mo. You're, there's no hope for you. It's too late. <laughs> Carol King wrote that song, It's Too Late Now. Remember the name of the song, It's Too Late? Yeah. It was the name of the song. You know, like Carol King? She couldn't sing right about Carole Paper King. Sack. What did she write? She wrote some good songs, though, Carol King. Like a hundred. Did she? Well, about 30. Yeah, she wrote a lot of music, Carol King. She couldn't sing for a Schmidt. Kind of like Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan oh, wrote great couldn't. music, though, yeah. and couldn't sing at all. Nope. I mean, not a note. Just nope. annoying and whiny. FCC says Howard Stern's raunchy radio show is a news program. <laughs> How do you like that? Nice going, Howie. When you think about news shows, what comes to mind? It says there's meat. This is on CNN's website. There's meet the press and face the nation. And of course, if you do a good job on meet the press, oh, you're oh, yeah. in. Rule the world. That was another memorable call. That guy, that asshole. Oh, 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 you know something? This, this, uh, you just faxed me? Mm -hmm. That was gonna, oh, this has gotta be on the pool. Oh, we'll have to leave this up there till like, uh, 11, uh, 30 or something. Do you want to know why? I know why. Hi, this is Sonny Fox. I listen to Neil Rogers because I can hear the word asshole. Right. Because I like to hear the word asshole. Eric, I hate to you know, force you to put one more on there. It's my bad. Because here's the facts from Ralphie who says, I listen to your show because I like to hear the word asshole. 
So that's that's the other choice on there because I like to hear the word asshole. Speaking of which, I saw a guy wearing a T-shirt that said, "My mother told me I could be anything I wanted to be. I decided to be an asshole." <laughs> to which we say, right. "Yeah, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with being an asshole?" Huh? Nothing. Anyway, getting back to this uh, story about Howard Sperm, the Federal Communications Commission ruled yesterday that Howard's raunchy radio program is a bona fide news interview program. The decision was in response to a request made by the New York-based Infinity Broadcasting, Inc., which wanted a ruling that its widely syndicated Stern show is a news program and exempt from equal time requirements for political candidates. The decision will allow Stern to put actor Arnold Schwarzenegger on the air without having to offer equal time to the scores of other candidates running for governor in California. Citing an 84 decision that uh, qualified the Donahue talk show for news exemption. And, of course, don't you always think generally of Phil Donahue and Howard Stern like in the same vein? Oh, absolutely. The only difference being that Howard is still on the air. Uh, the FCC said there should be room for less conventional interview formats to increase coverage of the political process. Since the Donahue decision, other news interview programs or segments thereof with unique and innovative format elements, such as the Sally Jesse Raphael show, Jerry Springer, and Politically Incorrect with the unctuous, idiotic Bill Maher, have qualified for the news interview. You know, Bill Maher is just a putz, you know? I wouldn't even say he's an asshole. He's a putz. He's just very, he's ineffectual. He's like a, a poor man's Dick Cavett. Mm -hmm. Right? I, I can't stand him. He's just a wimpy little nerdy yeah. guy. And he that stupid, that stupid book about if you ride alone, you're riding with Osama. I mean, what a stupid bunch of crap, you know? And then Arianna Huffington, who lately has been writing some good stuff, but, you know, now, what was the one that she wrote? Or did she say the same thing? Something like that, right. Some, uh, some, if you drive an SUV, you're a terrorist. Something like that. Some similar kind of crap. Can't stand Bill Maher. See, that whole politically incorrect thing uh, to people, well, you know, he's he's anti-establishment. Yeah, big deal. Who cares? So is Ralph, so Ralph Nader. What did he do for us? Look what he helped us get. Look what oh. he... Look, all you people that voted for Nader in 2000, shame on you, man. Shame on you. Including Michael Moore. As much as I love Michael Moore, he voted for Nader. And speaking of Donahue, he not only voted for Nader, he was uh, banging the drums. He was the uh, the cheerleader. He had his pom-poms out. Remember that? I do. I mean, you know, I'm not saying that Ralph Nader doesn't have some very good points, but the, the point is that uh, what's the sense of throwing your vote away? So, and isn't it what I was screaming back then? I was screaming, and look what we got now. You Tom Pajanko, look what we got. You warned everybody. I warned you. You vote for Nader and throw your vote away, it'll be close enough they can, like, weasel this thing in there, and they weasel their way in, man. There's nothing worse than a goddamn weasel. That's what they did. Sneak this uh, bunch of uh, goyim in there again. The Bushermeisters. See, this is supposed to be a democracy. <clears throat> Not a goddamn uh, monarchy. And between the Kennedys and the Rockefellers and the Bushes, you see what it's all about. A handful of very, very dubious, suspicious, wealthy families who acquired their wealth, most of them through uh, by hook and mostly by crook. Just like Joe Kennedy with his goddamn bootlegger. <laughs> by the way, how's Brian Greasy's toe doing? Every time I hear that, I think, why is that, Brian Greasy? I don't know why. No, I don't know. Well, maybe he's got to, maybe he spent a lot of time in Amsterdam. He belches a lot. I have told you, by the way, that in Amsterdam, it's considered to be in, in it's not considered in, to be rude or in bad taste to belch in public. In fact, it's like, you know, it's just part of the, uh, ambiance. Great. Did you know that? No, I do know. Well, now you know that. This thing about, and, and there were about 400 people showed up at that protest yesterday. We'll get to that. Like I said, we got a lot of stuff, a lot of fish to fry, and so little time. So little time. Plus, we got these great calls. There are a whole bunch of them on there, which we might get to or not, as the case may be. I'll get to you. Just relax, okay? You got nothing else going on there. Did we add the other category on there because they want to hear the word asshole? We got that on there yet? Yes. One vote already for that. That's my bad. We should have had it on there right from the beginning. Probably Sonny Fox voted. 
1056 at 560 WQM announcing a brand new, a spectacular 2003 Neil Rogers blowout sale going on right now at Hallett Pontiac GMC. Get the lowest prices in the universe for my good close personal friends Tom Lehman and Joe Prieto. Neil deal number one. You can save you up to $7,000 with the highest rebates of the year plus deep discounts. I mean really deep. Neil deal number two. Get 0% financing for up to five years. Listen to this. Lisa 2003. Grand Prix GT2 for only 279 bucks a month for 36 months with 12,000 miles a year and two grand out of pocket is all you put down. Hallett's also got great deals on Yukons and Denali's too. Tom and Joe invite you to test drive any vehicle on the lot and receive two tickets to this Saturday's Hurricanes game against East Carolina, another girls' school. Hurry in, though, because supplies are limited. And, of course, Hallett's also got a great selection of certified pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. You know what I'm going to say next because we always tell you, because a lot of people are nervous about shopping for a car because they have you know, marginal credit or maybe their income is kind of limited, like George. But if you have credit problems, it's not a problem at Hallett because the whole idea of them being in business is they want to sell you a vehicle. It's the 2003 blowout sale going on right now at Hallett Pontiac GMC, 13401 South Dixie Highway. If you haven't been there, I have no idea why, because they've been there forever on US-1, right across from the falls, open every day, seven days a week. If you want more info, call the Neil Deal hotline, toll-free at one 534 You want to know why they listen to the show? Because they're obsessed. That's one 534 Don't forget all Neil Deals. Subject to credit approval, see the folks at Hallett for details. Hallett Pontiac GMC are professional grade. Are you drudge packing? Well, I was driving down I ninety five the other night. Somebody nearly cut me right off the road. I decided it wasn't going to do any good to get mad. So I wrote a song about him instead. It goes like this. Were you born an asshole? Uh-huh. Or did you work at it your whole life? Either way, it worked out fine. Because you're an asshole tonight. Yes. Yes, you're an A. S-S-H-O-L-E Are you? And don't you try to blame it on me You deserve all the credit You're an asshole tonight <laughs> You were an asshole yesterday You're an asshole tonight I've got a feeling Hey. 
think you're right. <laughs> and all your friends are assholes, cause you've known them your whole life. And somebody told me, you've got an give you a kiss haven't lost it baby you got that magic touch 1104 at wqam i think someday i'm just going to stop it and just sit here you know okay for like about a half an hour and just where the suspense will build and build you'll be able to smell it from coast to coast this is a great fax you just sent me i love this fact it is a great fax it says, I heard you mention the other day that Rocky and Bullwinkle was a great show. The first season has been released on DVD, two complete stories, Jet Fuel Formula and Box Top Robbery, along with Fractured Fairy Tales, narrated by Miss Edward Everett Horton and Mr. Peabody. It's a brilliant, hilarious show, way ahead of its time, and you are... Absolutely correct, sir. The facts goes on to say, I listen to your show for humor and read the website for news. So-called liberal or conservative talk is contrived and boring. And then here comes the good part. And again, it's not a knock on uh, the goddess, well, but he's, uh, he's right. Someone like Randy has her heart in the right place, but she's just spinning her wheels, especially in this town. She had organized buses yesterday to take protesters, and the only thing the old yentas were saying was, Randy, the bus doesn't have air conditioning. She's <laughs> going to give herself a coronary embolism for nothing. Sir, you, again, you are... Absolutely correct, sir. One of the great facts in the history of broadcasting. Randy, like the guy says, your heart's in the right place, and, uh, you know, you're spinning your, your veal. Can we spin the veal? Now, speaking of Miss Fudge... Remember the guy that called yesterday and was all bent out of shape about Whoopi Goldberg? And I said, hey, if you don't like Whoopi Goldberg, don't watch the show. I sure didn't. But guess what? What? Uh, Whoopi upset. It was rated the top show of the night. High fives in Studio City, Miss Fudge says this morning, as NBC's Whoopi pulled the biggest audience in primetime last night with a 12.5 rating and a 20 share. Despite cat calls from the critics, the sitcom had more than double the viewership of its nearest competitor. It scored nearly three times the audience of anybody else in New York City in the 8 p.m. time slot, with a 14 rating and a 22 share on WNBC. Nearly one out of four homes in New York with TVs tuned on were tuned to Goldberg. Whoopi, was that Hank Goldberg? Hey, stupid! Whoopi scored a 20 share in L.A., 19 in Chicago, 20 in Philly, 25 in Houston, and rolled a 26 share in Vegas. How do you like that, says Miss Fudge. What does that tell you? There's something really, really sick and wrong with America if people are watching Whoopi Goldberg. I, I'm, I'm seriously, I can't, I get physically ill. Mm -hmm. But I'm just, she's nauseating. Yeah. Plus, I have an aversion to the whole Rostalox thing anyway. I mean, Goldilocks, I don't mind, but the Rostalocks, I just, I can't look at it. It's like somebody with, like, real cartoon red hair. Like Carrot, like Carrot Top, that kind of Ugh. thing. I, I can't handle it. That doesn't make them a bad person necessarily, although they usually are. <laughs> President Bush collects $3 million at Florida fundraisers. Oh, this just makes me want to puke. Oh, God almighty. Yesterday was a $3 million day for El Presidente as his re-election campaign into fundraising jackpot by a bunch of crackpots in Jacksonville and Fort Lauderdale. The twin Florida fundraisers brought in a half a million dollars more than the Bush team had expected to pick up. The events propelled the president's re-election campaign coffers past the $62.4 million mark. The centerpiece of his four, this is an article, by the way, in the Sun Sentinel, written by the unctuous and highly homophobic and disgusting looking Buddy Nevins, speaking of assholes. The centerpiece of his Fort Lauderdale visit of less than four hours was at a crowded reception at the Hyatt Pier 66 resort on the 17th Street Causeway. 
For two grand a person, about 500 contributors got cocktails, hors d'oeuvres, and the president's 25-minute speech. Across the street, about 400 demonstrators chanted slogans, some of them obscene, Buddy points out, against the president and the war in Iraq in one of the few large South Florida protest rallies since the start of the war. There were some of the things they were yelling were, Randy, there's no air conditioning on this freaking bus. Where's the early bird? Bush outlined his achievements to the largely Republican audience in a well-secured ballroom. He was repeatedly interrupted by applause when he talked about the war on terrorism. The president was introduced by his brother, the extraordinarily unctuous Governor Jeb Bush, who told the crowd, imagine what the world would look like if my brother wasn't elected in 2000. You know, that really, you know something? Yeah, what, what are, we talk about chutzpah, huh? I want to read that line. I might just read it over and over again until the ball game starts. Imagine what the world would look like if my brother wasn't elected in 2000. Which, of course, first of all, he wasn't elected. That's number one. But number two, uh, and you know what this is? See my psychic powers again? I was talking before about the Art Garfunkel song, What a Wonderful World This Would Be. Yeah. Sam Cooke song that he stole. Imagine what a wonderful world this could be without El Presidente, without this one. If they wouldn't have been able to steal the election with the help sure. of their friends in the Supreme Money, Court. Jobs, I think the Supreme's done it. Peace. Bless you. No, that's my bush allergies acting up again. Man, I'm real allergic to bush. Okay, let's wrap up this first poll and get the important one on here as we try to solve the problems of the world here. Well, 290 votes. Oh, let's let it get to 300. What do you say? Okay. 300 in an hour is pretty heavy duty, don't you think? No question. Anyway, we got 290 right now. Which of these best describes why you listen to the Roger Show? I won't read it till we get to 300. <clears throat> Imagine what the world would look like now if my brother wasn't elected in 2000. That Jeb, what a sense of humor, huh? What a real comedian. Jeb Bush. Yeah. Now, he did it to us. He had group sex with the entire state of Florida, Jeb. And then, of course, he says, well, I've got devious plans for that, for that uh, constitutional, that uh, school size amendment. Then the public passes it, and he starts unleashing his devious plans and tries to, like, uh, thwart the will of the public. Like, you guys didn't really mean this, did you? <laughs> I mean, he comes right out. He gets caught on tape saying, hey, screw the public, okay? I've got some devious plans for that. And the public says, hey, we like that. Let's put you back in there again. I'm starting to wonder if maybe Janet might have done a little bit better than Bill's, Bill's uh, McBride. You think? No. How is that possible? How can the electorate in Florida be so goddamn stupid? Are they a bunch of mugwumps? Oh, I forgot. Man, that's that's astonishing to me. It's amazing. Here's the good news, though. Right on the heels of that about him raising the three million bucks. He hasn't got a Chinaman's chance. If the election were tomorrow against any Democrat, I don't care who the hell it was, they could bring back George McGovern again. They could dust off Walter Mondale, who lost to Minnesota even. And they still would beat Bush. With a sweeping six-to-one vote, the Santa Cruz, California City Council became the first local government in the country yesterday to ask Congress to look into impeaching President Bush. Oh! Yeah! It's time for us to open up this can of worms, said Councilman Tim Fitzmorris. No relation to Morris Gibb, late and great. It was uh, butchered in uh, Mount Sinai. City leaders say Bush violated international treaties by going to war in Iraq and that the president manipulated public fears to justify the war and undercut constitutional rights. And he is absolutely correct, sir. The resolution authorizes Santa Cruz Mayor Emily Riley to send a letter to the House Judiciary Committee Chairman James Sensenbrenner asking if Bush has committed any impeachable offenses that could lead to his ouster. Yeah. Oh, let's only hope. The council vote came in packed chambers where supporters of the resolution lined the walls. Some carried signs that read, Honor the Constitution, Impeachment Now. Oh! And God bless and keep Bush out of power. How do you like that? I like it a lot. I'm the vibrating. sentiment of those signs was echoed by members of the council. The vote again was six to one. 
I happen to think what's going on is a high crime and misdemeanor, but let's leave that to the U.S. Congress to decide, said Councilman in U.S. and U.C. Santa Cruz Professor Mike Rotkin. Tom Mullen, a retired dentist, was one of three people at the meeting who spoke out against the resolution. It's not an issue that the city council should be involved in. This just serves to divide the community, he be saying. Such divisive political stands aren't unusual in the coastal town. A year ago, Santa Cruz became the first of what would swell to 165 city councils to oppose the war against Iraq. Santa Cruz was also one of more than 100 cities declaring its opposition to the Patriot Act. So did Broward County, but the local papers didn't want you to know about it unless you were up there two minutes till midnight. You assholes at the Sun Sentinel, you scumbags, you lowlifes, you degenerates. And in April, the city and county of Santa Cruz sued the DEA and Attorney General John Ascroft, marking the first time a public entity has sued the federal government on behalf of patients who need medical marijuana. So we love Santa Cruz, California. All right. You betcha. Some people with some real balls, okay? Not a bunch of pansies who just roll over and play dead every time the goddamn government goose steps in their backyard. We love Santa Cruz, right? Almost as much as we love Freddy Cruz. And the quiet storm. Twelve minutes past eleven at five sixty. WQM. Am I getting worked up again here? That's not good. Yeah, it is. It is. Well, it's a short oh, show yeah. anyway. That's right. It's a short show. It's a short life. Right. We got those bits in fifteen minutes. And of course, a short shelf life. We got what? <laughs> <laughs> you're bad. Because you're serious. We're not. Yeah, it's Wednesday, but we're dispensing with that uh, one or two comedy bits thing. Well, Maybe why? we'll do it tomorrow. Part of our no, life. I'm not gonna do that. That, that would be that would be so. Yeah, you would do it. Yeah. You would do it. That's one damn good reason. It's uh, your time's up with that summer crap. Hey, if you're underpaid, like poor George and uh, Scott there, who's like not just underpaid, he's just not paid. He's just a peon. If you're tired of people peeing on you, here's the deal: get you a new career, and then you might start making some real cash. Call our friends at Fast Train right now and find out how you can do it. Before the end of the year, in fact, you can be trained and certified in a great new money-making career in the computer field. Call one eight six six Fast Train. The demand for computer professionals is continuing to grow, thank goodness, so there's no better time than the present to obtain a new high-paying career and a big fat paycheck and, like, change your life for the better. Fast Train offers job placement assistance, convenient day, evening, and weekend schedules, and with six Florida locations, including four in South Florida, there is bound to be, I bet Scott's life on it, a Fast Train nearby you. Fast Train offers financial assistance to guys who qualify as well. So call Fast Train today. Have no more excuses to stay at a dead-end job because here's a chance to really alter your life. Check them out on the web at FastTrain.com and then call them toll-free. 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. Live and local. We are Sports Radio 560. QAM. Yes. We're so close to Mars that I am afraid those little green men are going to invade from Mars. Look up at Mars, it's getting so bright. We could have a blackout and still have plenty of light from Mars. Better watch out for Mars, their leaders coming to Earth. They'll land in California and become governor from Mars. I'm looking at Mars, I see someone so clear. Holy cow, it's a dom, he's hiding up there. On Mars. 11-18 at 560 WQM. The Marlins game coming up. Marlins on deck at 12:35. The Marlins at the Mets at 110. Another big game. They're all big from here on in. Only 17 games left in the regular season. They're tied for the wild card with the Phillies. Uh, a dead flat tie. 
You got the humper after the Marlin game, four to seven or whenever the game ends. The whole boy, Hank could have a tough assignment today. <laughs> Maybe almost a whole three hours. Ricky Williams show seven to eight. Any interest in that? No. No, not after that game. The big oh! from eight to ten, Orlando Alzaquiri. Eddie K ten to two, Joe and Mark overnight. Joe and Mark who sat in my chair evidently. That Barting. was one of the most juvenile calls, that asshole, that punk that called before. Yeah. But again, that's the kind of people that they attract, unfortunately. You know how many of them Neil. they got? About thirty, man. What? Neil. Yes. Neil, John Mark farted in your chair. Yeah, like a child. Uh, anyway, here's the final result on our first poll today. Other than George W. Bush, who is the most dangerous man in the world today? Oh, that, <laughs> that was great. See, that's the second poll, but Eric, when he like makes the shift on there, yeah, he funny. changes the head the head around here, if I can say that, before he changes the. Uh, oh, that's that's great. And I got sucked into it. I got sucked into it. The first poll is, well, which of these best describes why you're listening to the Neil Rogers Show? For liberal talk and a few laughs, 116. Neil is the radio god. Neil, god. 86, of course. For humor, 61. I love the crank callers, 13. There's nothing else on, 11. I'm a QM listener, 7. 2.3%. Pretty lame. I hate Neil, but I can't turn it off, 6. Because I like to hear the word asshole, 3. And I like Neil's poll, only 1. I thought that guy had a good suggestion, but nobody else did. Apparently. See what I'm saying? I other words, I mean, the, he's right. The poll is an important part of the show, but that's not why they listen. At any rate, here's the uh, second poll, since it is such an important part of the show. Yes. Uh, other than George W. Bush, who is the most dangerous man in the world today? Now, here's my list so far. You can add to it, of course, as you want, or not, as the case may be. Uh, Osama bin Laden. Osama, your mama. Dick Cheney. Donald Rumsfeld. Mo Howard David. Neil Rogers. Kim Jong-il. Or Rush Limbaugh. I think that's a good list. Oh, yeah. Huh? It's covered. I don't think it's covered. I think there might be a few others on there, which I, I don't da I doesn't mention them because then people won't call in with them. Other than G.W. Bush, who is the most dangerous. Oh, oh, geez. I, it's so obvious. God, the Pope. <gasps> You're right. How could I leave your oh. papa off of there, huh? The big potato. The Pope, a man, a silly old man in a dress. God. Although he is a really snappy dresser. And I sure love that mitre and that schmata that he's got. Other than George W. Bush, the most dangerous man in the world today, Osama bin Laden, Dick Cheney, Donald Rumsfeld, Mo Howard David, Neil Rogers, Kim Jong-il, Rush Limbaugh, or the Pope. The Pope who smokes the fat rope. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T. And Verizon Wireless Line. Now we got some time to sit back and relax. Take a whole bunch of really great calls between now and 1230. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Your next poll should be Jeb's question. What would the world be like if his beady-eyed asshole of a brother hadn't been selected to the White House? That's a good, that's a good suggestion. Now, also, I have a opinion and a story. Okay. A uh, news story. Um, I disrespectfully disagree with your previous caller who said that fundamentalist Christians were amusing. They are as dangerous and as big a threat to the freedom and life in the United States as any other group of religious fundamentalist wackos in the world. Absolutely correct, sir. The, the news story is from Alabama, yeah. where it talks about how the governor's request for a tax increase was rejected, despite the fact that he told the voters of Alabama that it was their Christian duty to help the poor 
by shifting the burden of paying taxes more to the people who could afford paying taxes. And the comment in the paper was from a political expert in Alabama that Christians do believe, but they also vote their pocketbooks. So what does that tell you about who their God really is? Mm -hmm. And once again, Alabama leading the nation in idiocy. Well, don't forget Georgia. Yeah, well, and Mississippi as well. Did you listen to the uh, Democratic debates last night? No, I did not. They had some good lines in there. One of the questioners asked the uh, candidates what their favorite song was. Yeah. And Al Sharpton had the best answer. He said his favorite song was the theme song of the Republican Party, Talking Loud and Saying Nothing by James Brown. Mm-hmm. You take care, Neil, and you keep too. telling it like it is. Hang in there, pal. Have a great day. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. The new poll is up, by the way. New poll is up. We only got four votes on there. Mo Howard David moves into a quick lead. <laughs> oh, that's bad. That's terrible. I just put him on there, kind of like as a gag. No, Dick Cheney just hopped over him. Well, he hopped over him because he didn't want to catch no herpes. Here's Miami Beach. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah. Let me ask you something. Why do you care if Arnold Schwarzenegger is the governor of California? Because you, know, uh, you, you have to ask me that question. Well, look, look, let me just say one thing. Let me ask you this question. What's the biggest state in the U.S.? Alaska. No, no I'm not talking about in size geographical. I'm talking about in population. California. Yeah. So, in other words, you don't think it says something about the U.S. and where the public is going if we elect some stupid-ass movie actor as governor? Hey, that guy can bench 400 pounds, asshole. Oh, great. <laughs> he can bench 400 assholes is what he, he said. There you go. He can bench 400 wow. pounds. Well, in that case, what about the Jack LaLanne? He used to bench like 420. You 420. idiot, you simpleton. What? Nope. Uh, the, right there. That was, that was the, I take back what I said before. That was the best call of the century right there. That was the reason I listened to this show. Plus, I like the paycheck. Hey, there's a new criteria for uh, president, I think. Right. In fact, maybe he could sit on the Supreme Court someday because he's good on the bench. <laughs> five six seven oh five sixty pound 560 on the AT&T. And Verizon Wireless Line, another ball buster. We're going to bust your balls, Neil. Oh, it feels so good. Just like, uh, what's his name, like Humphrey Bogart, like Captain Queeg. I'm squeezing him right now. I'm rolling him. Like Mike Disney used to do. He's rolling him, squeezing him. <laughs> now, this says Tampa on here. Now, Scott, are you positive of that? Did you double-check and triple-check? Because we don't like calls from Tampa because they start talking about Tampa and Orlando radio and crap like that. Here's Tampa. Hello. Hi, good morning, Neil. Yes, sir. Buenas to you. Yeah, I'm not. I'm actually in Tampa, but I'm, I, I live in Naples. Um, I think it's Jim Jung Neil. Is that how you pronounce him? Yeah, Jim Jung Yeal. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's one of them. Uh, he's pretty dangerous. Uh, what do you think? <laughs> oh, oh man. I love this show. You know what? Most of the paycheck, but I sure love moments like these. We've had such a such a, a wide <laughs> ass. I love a paycheck. Yeah, we're, it's really been great. It's been phenomenal. And we got another hour to go till uh, the pregame show. You ain't heard nothing yet. Just wait. <laughs> These people are coming up with the grade Z material today, and Z standing for no question. 26 past 11 at 560 WQM, your hysteria station for the new millennium. And hey, at least we're having a few laughs today, you know. I mean, tomorrow's 9-11, the anniversary. It's Troy Stratford's birthday. Could be the end of the world. You never know. Some crap could happen. Or something's going to happen tomorrow. You people right. that sit on our poll from yesterday, nothing's going to happen tomorrow. Guess what? 
Something is going to happen tomorrow. There's no question about it. Somebody's going to take a big dump. Somebody's going to have bad constipation. Probably my mother. How low can those interest rates go, man? Now the financial group is doing that famous limbo rock under the lowest refinance rate. That's right. Look under the bottom of your door, and they're peeking in there doing the limbo rock. How does this sound? 1.95%. It's true. Now you can refinance your home or buy a new home and get a super low 1.95% financing rate with financial group. Call them today. 1-800-940-LEND. If you're even thinking about refinancing or buying real estate, you really ought to be checking this out before you do anything. Call 1-800-940-LEND. Talk about savings. Listen to these. $100,000 loan, you pay only 368 bucks a month. A $200,000 loan, your payments are only 736 bucks a month. Chump change. So call Financial Group at 1-800-940-LEND to get the low, low, amazing rate that you've been searching and looking and praying for, 1.95% from Financial Group. Call them today, toll-free. Be sure to mention Todd Dreck. Told you to call 1-800-940-LEND. That's Financial Group at 1-800-940-LEND. They're an equal housing lender. Credit restrictions apply. Rates subject to change. Monthly 5.19 APR. My and local. This is Sports Radio 560. U-A-U-A-N. Second poll. This is the main poll of the day. This is the main event. 74 votes on there already. Other than George W. Bush, who's the most dangerous man in the world today? Dick Cheney, 17. 
Don't see too much of Dick. Donald Rumsfeld, 14. Yesterday. Mo Howard, David, and the Pope are in a flat-footed tie. How do you like that? Ever see the two of them together? No. Mo Howard, David, probably because uh, the threat he might spread disease. I think I have herpes. Yeah. That makes him dangerous right there. Forget about that terrible show and those bad ratings. Mo Howard, David, and the Pope, nine apiece. Uh, Osama, bin, same uh, hair, hair, hairdo. Osama bin Laden, eight. Kim Jong-il, eight. Nobody knows who that is. Uh, Neil Rogers, six, and Rush Limbaugh, four. Somebody says, put Pat Robertson and Jerry Falwell on there right away. Thank you, Ben, in Miami. How you been? That's good suggestions right there. Pat Robertson and Jerry Falwell, speaking of dangerous fundamentalist Christian lunatics, leading us down the road to hell in a handbasket for fun and profit. By the way, I guess uh, Pat Robertson was really all bad out of shape about poor Chuck Taylor there in Liberia, you know? Who? All those diamond deals he had going. You oh, know, Pat right. Robertson, that's all right. of his crook friends over there in Africa. I just mentioned that in passing also. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon line. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, first, two things. Uh, okay. I have. I have um, somebody I want to put on your poll. I'm All right. Janet Reno. Janet Reno is the most dangerous man in the world. Okay. Next, second thing. Uh, the second thing that caller that called in about Arnold Smolenpecker. I don't think he's been uh, four hundred pounds in ten years. Okay, well, that's a hell of a call, man. <laughs> Ooh, you, you told us. Woo! <laughs> wow! <laughs> Five, uh, by the way, Eric, don't put Janet Reno on there. It's just a little uh, funny. The guy's trying to a little, a little uh, lame humor. 5670560. Oh, the only reason I mention that is because anything that gets mentioned, it, because Eric is being so efficient, you've seen it happen. It just yeah. all of a sudden pops right up there on a the pole. He's going to be picking on, on poor Janet, though, although she is certainly a lot more macho than the Pope. Uh, where are we going? Coral Gables. Hello. Good morning, Neil. How are you? Yes, sir. Good morning to you. I've got one for your poll. Okay. Richard Pearl. Good choice. Dr. Death. Indeed. When I see that fundamentalist, I get I have to go under the bed. Yeah, he's scary. Oh, he sure is. And if we put him on there, we probably should put Paul Wolfowitz. Uh, well, yeah, they're the uh, they're connected at the hip. Who I got think. raked over the coals by Ted Kennedy the other day? It was great. It was beautiful to see that, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Uh, and uh, you know, I was uh, I have another point, but I was distracted by that 400-pound Arnold call. Oh yeah, that's uh, beautiful. You know, the, re the who who the governor of a state is really isn't o overall that important to the rest of us in the country, except for one thing. Just like in Florida, the governor gets to pick the secretary of state, who then picks the secretary of elections, like Catherine Harris, those types of characters. And that is the importance of the governor. Well, it, it isn't just that, but the fact is that, it's, again, it's an attempt by the right-wing lunatics, by yes. these people who wanted to subvert the will of the public and over, overturn uh, in a legal election, which is unusual in this country to have legal, legitimate elections anymore. And then that's what it's all about. It has nothing to do with uh, Gray Davis. And so they prop up this, uh, you know, somebody who's got tremendous popularity because they know that all the pop stars, anybody who's a pop icon in this country for whatever reason, is uh, almost uh, un unbeatable. And that so there's too. Arnold, you know, a moron. Well, look, the purpose of it is to get a hold of the electoral college votes of California, which has yeah, the, the greatest number. Yeah, but that's going to happen, though. That ain't going to happen. Well, well, we'll see, because, uh, you know... No, talk... uh, listen, I'll bet George and Scott's life on it right now that next year's election, George W.'s got as much chance of winning uh, California as you got of finding 50 million cash in your backyard in that lottery ticket. I agree with you, but it is part of their ongoing campaign that you were that talking about. That is true. Uh, and, uh, but uh, something that I did see this morning that was very disturbing that further confirms uh, what you've been saying, to, in my mind, about the press being fully beholden to this president and mm -hmm. their campaign. Right. As I was watching uh, uh, or listening to in the background that American morning show on CNN that has Darren Kagan there, 
Yeah. And uh, she cut to Walter Rogers, their correspondent in uh, in Baghdad. I'm right. sure you've seen him. Yes, and I have. He, he gave the report on that poor soldier that was killed trying to disarm a uh, one of those improvised bombs. Mm-hmm. And uh, he reported that in the last 24 hours, six of our troops have been killed. And I've been scouring everywhere, all over the Internet. Yeah, where the hell is that story? Yes, yes. This is... I can't even find a story on the Internet about the one, uh, the one soldier they're admitting got killed. I'm, I'm just stunned by this. At a time when the president is receiving a lot of criticism for this $87 billion, on top of the $107 billion in tax cut, why well, I don't hear too many people complaining okay, well, about I'm that. Just check, I'm just checking right now. I'll read yep. it to you. They're, fi- they're finally admitting now, too, after days without an American f- fatality, two U.S. soldiers were killed in separate incidents over the last 24 hours, a U.S. Central Command says. Well, Walter uh, Rogers just confirmed that he had spoken with them at CENTCOM and six soldiers, according to his report this morning, yeah. that six soldiers have died in the last 24 hours. And for what? And for that, that's the question. we got American kids dying over there every single day. They've been lied to. Now they're saying we, ha- we have no idea how long they're going to have to be there. Uh, we have no idea when he, there's no end in sight that the war is really still going on, is what Wolfowitz said. And uh, this, uh, you know, the public has been lied to, and they're busy watching uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Well, I have one question to ask you and everyone else out there. Go if ahead, our sir, troops, ask if, if our troops want to come home, and their tours of duty have been <clears throat> extended longer yeah. than the contract that they have signed, mm-hmm. aren't they now technically conscripts? You're asking me. Well, I'm just, I, I'm just. Point throwing that out is just sort of like a, a point of order, maybe for consideration. Point of order, point of order, folks. Point of order. I don't know. Somebody uh, maybe knows the answer. It, I don't know. You know, aren't they technically conscripts in that they're there uh, uh, beyond their? Uh, I think under the uh, Patriot Act and under the uh, mandate of uh, Donald Hermann Gering Rumsfeld, they're going to be there as long as we want them to be there, regardless. Well, that's true. Good luck to us all, Neil. Thank in you. In fact, I th- think it's the uh, Scott Jr. philosophy. We just decided they're going to be there without pay. Have a great day, sir. Be good. Yeah, we're really taking good care of the veterans, aren't we? <laughs> this administration. It's a scandal. The people in Santa Cruz are right, man. They got it right on the money. Impeach today before this insanity go, uh, just gets, to- well, already is totally out of control. $87 billion. Yeah. It's worth it. And it has nothing to do with the war on terror, as he keeps saying. Nothing to do with it. Zero. Zippity-doo-dah. The, the PNAC people decided this whole Iraq attack years ago before they even uh, stole the 2000 election. But don't, and of course you won't find that in the mainstream media. You won't find nothing about that. I'll say it again. Without the media, they're complicit. They're a part of this. All you media assholes out there, and I know you listen, the people of the CNN Bureau in Miami, y'all listen to this show. You're a bunch of lunatics. You're a bunch of grave robbers. Shame on you. Just like in Vietnam, it only went, it only went after the public went nuts, mostly on college campuses first, and then finally when the public began to realize how many thousands of kids were coming home in body bags, and they really totally turned against the war. Only then did the media finally decide to like start telling us the truth. Because if you wait to hear truth from the U.S. government, I'm not just talking about Bush, I'm talking about anybody in the U.S. government. You wait to hear the truth, you're going to wait a long time till hell freezes over heavy duty for a hockey game. And how about that Joe Neuendike? 19 till noon at 560 WQM. If you've got a big, ugly, bald spot, Joe Newendike's got a bald spot. In fact, almost all guys, you know, by the time they get to be in their 30s, in fact, maybe about 30, man. that's the dividing line when a hair starts falling out. Look at poor Tom Brady. Oh, I bet you don't have any hair left after that game last week. If you're tired of constantly looking for the baseball cap to cover up for your lack of hair, call my good friend Charles Alfieri. I mean, you can put a mousy-looking weasel on your head. You can do any of those things, but the best deal is get the natural hairline system, the latest technology, the best-looking one going anywhere at any price. Charlie's been doing it for over 25 years for the rich, the famous, the infamous, the schleppers. 
because everybody gets Charlie's 30-day guarantee. You have nothing to lose but that bald spot. If you don't love the way it looks and feels after 30 days, Charlie will give you a full refund. If you're not getting late at least three, four, five times a day, he'll give you your money back, no questions asked. Call today and take advantage of that $200 Neil Rogers discount, too. And keep in mind that Charlie services and repairs all kinds of hair systems while you wait only 25 to 30 bucks. So the uh, choice is up to you. There's a zillion guys trying to pedal you all kinds of hair, holes in the head, muskrats on the head, you name it. Uh, all kinds of dangerous pills as well, by the way, that grow no hair and could be really harmful to your health. If you want to get you a great-looking head of hair and look better and younger than you ever dreamed again, call Chuck Alfieri tool-free today and check this out. Call 1-800-321-2413. 1-800-321-2413 or log on to their website, charlesalfieri.com. Live and local, this is Sports Radio 560. He's got a gig that ain't too bad. Same occupation his dad once had. Closes his eyes when it counts to ten. Helps him to remember all of them. Like the bush we had before. He's got the same name on the Oval Office door. He's in there thinking, unlike Clinton, how to make this country wonderful again. Open George W. ain't like his dad when he poured a sit war to bomb Baghdad. If Saddam wants another fight, it might scare George and make him want to cry. Closes his eyes when he goes to bed and dreams of the recount, make him smile. You'll feel better when you hear him say, this USA will be wonderful someday. He might promise us everything that don't need spittle, and he's got Dick Cheney. To blame if something goes wrong Once the press gets to him He'll realize Being president ain't so wonderful now Being president ain't so wonderful now 13 till noon Yeah, they got that uh, Humpty Dumpty problem over there Somebody faxes and, uh, Boy, are we stupid or what? Yeah, yeah. I'm embarrassed again. We always do this. We leave off somebody so obvious. John Ascroft. Get him on there right away, Eric, please. How could we have left off John Hermann Gehring Ascroft? Well, you know, we're distracted by the early John show. Rudolph Hess Ascroft. John Joseph Goebbels Ascroft. How could we have left him off of there? But at any rate, he's on there now. He will be momentarily. 141 votes other than George W. Bush, who is the most dangerous man in the world today. Dick Cheney, 33. They're nervous about Dick. Donald Rumsfeld, 32. Osama Yamama, 20. How do you like that? The Pope, 16. Mo Howard David at 11, right on the Pope's ass. Kim Jong-il, 10. Rush Limbaugh, 10. Ever see them together? No. Neil Rogers, 9. None for Jerry Falwell, Pat Robertson yet, and we don't have Richard Pearl on there yet, or Paul Wolfowitz, or John Ascroft, but they will be. Trust me when I tell you. If Eric knows what, I mean, they'll be on there momentarily. He's been doing a yeoman job, man. I'll tell you, he's been doing a stupendous job on our website. NeilRogers.com. Great bedtime stories on there today. Each and every one of you ought to be on there reading them instead of worrying about goddamn Whoopi Goldberg. Jesus, that's just its enough to make you cry. Which is worse, uh, Arnold or the Whoopi Goldberg thing? Whoopi. I mean, at least Arnold offers a little comic relief. Right. Because you know you know he's not going to win. And then at the end of the day, he's not going to win. Oh. Is he? Oh, please. <laughs> please don't thing. say he is. Please no, don't no, say no. it. Not in California. Hello. <laughs> Here's Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. 
Yeah, you left that area with your own, the worst asshole of all. Hello? What is it? Beside the fact that he's got his... What did he say? He was trying to suggest a name, but then he... What was away. it? No, he didn't get the name out. Oh, he didn't? Well, that's he why I asked him. Right? First, of all, and, uh, first of all, he was like uh, screaming and mumbling like that. I can't understand when you're like hollering and getting carried away. Okay, so a uh, little bit of telephone etiquette would be good. Let's have a, you know some instructional courses in telephone etiquette and how you like speak into that thing, the thing with little holes in it, like your Rectum. asshole. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon line. Here's Delray Beach. Hello. Hey, first of all, Neil. Yeah, I was watching Paul Wolfowitz on CNN fan yesterday, and I couldn't believe he was in the poll yet. Secondly, did you see the uh, Democratic candidate debate last night? No, I did not. Somebody called about it. Well, I think Fox actually had a uh, an agenda. I think the, re the reason that Fox News wanted to sponsor it is they wanted to put the absolutely unwatchable face of Chris Hume up there. Somebody was actually watching the, the debate. It was it was comedic. It was what? Comedic? Comedic. Comedic. Well, Karen Mosley Braun and Al Sharpton were just, uh, they, they were comic uh, relief for the rest of them, but uh, the answers they were given and the fact that they weren't touching themselves or anybody else or were hardly touching on George Bush at all. Was, they weren't was touching pitiful. each other? No, they weren't touching each other. I'll be damned. That would have been a lot more exciting, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. Well, I'm sorry I missed it. And, uh, no, I'm, the, way, the way it sounds, I'm glad I missed it. I think I did the right thing. Pritium is not a, not a pretty thing to look at. It was very difficult to watch. I mean, it was anyway, probably no. probably a choice if I would have just stayed at home, either Whoopi or that. So. Well, I appreciate you taking my call. Have a great day. Have a great day. Thanks for making your call. Oh, I almost forgot about this story. A girl, 12 years old, settles piracy suit for two grand. <laughs> oh. This is so embarrassing, man. I mean, what, when it, when is the public going to like start being alarmed by the kind of crap that's going on? You know. George Orwell is spinning in his grave. A 12-year-old girl in New York who was among the first to be sued by the record industry for sharing music over the Internet is off the hook after her mother agreed yesterday to pay two grand to settle the lawsuit, apologizing, admitting that her daughter's actions violated U.S. copyright laws. The hurried sent, uh, settlement involving Brianna Lahara, an honors student, was the first announced one day after the Recording Industry Association of America filed 261 such lawsuits across the country. Lawyers for the RIAA said Brianna's mother, Sylvia Torres, contacted them early yesterday to negotiate. We understand now that file sharing the music was illegal, Torres said in a statement distributed by the recording industry. You can be sure Brianna will be doing that no more. No. No more. As a matter of fact, she was playing that on the phone. She stole that from us, too. No more. Yeah. No more. She said Brianna won't be doing that. Brianna added, I'm sorry for what I've done. I love music. Don't want to hurt the artists I love. No more. No more. The case against Brianna no more. No more. was a potential minefield for the music industry from a public relations standpoint. The family lives in a city housing project on New York's Upper West Side, and they said they mistakenly believed they were entitled to download music over the Internet because they had paid $29.99 for software that gives them access to online file-sharing services. How do you like that? Making it even more embarrassing. Even in the hours before, do you believe them? No. But it sounds good. Even in the hours before the settlement was announced, Brianna was emerging as an example of what critics said was overzealous enforcement by the powerful music industry. The top lawyer for Verizon Communications, Inc., charged earlier yesterday during a Senate hearing that music lawyers had resorted to a campaign against 12-year-old girls rather than trying to help consumers turn to legal sources for songs online. 
Verizon's Internet subsidiary is engaged in a protracted legal fight against the RIAA over copyright subpoenas sent Verizon customers. Senator Dick Durbin, Democrat of Illinois, also alluded to Brianna's case. Are you headed to junior high schools to round up the usual suspects? Durbin asked RIAA President Kerry Sherman during a Senate Judiciary hearing. Durbin said he appreciated the piracy threat to the recording industry, but added, I think you have a tough public relations campaign to go after the offenders without appearing heavy-handed in the process. Sherman responded that most people don't shoplift because they fear they'll be arrested. We're trying to let people know they may get caught, therefore they should not engage in this behavior, Sherman said. Yes, there are going to be some kids caught in this, but you'd be surprised at how many adults are engaged in this activity. And now that they got the public really scared, crapping in their pants, nobody's going to be sharing files, downloading no more. No. It's all over with, ain't it? Oh, it ain't? I just like hearing that. I love that. I just, I get sexual excitement hearing that thing. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon line. We got the big ball game coming up today. It is a big game. Marlins at the Mets means nothing to the last place Mets. They suck. Marlins just need to keep winning and winning and winning. Hope Philadelphia stumbles along the way. Marlins at the Mets pregame show is at the twelve thirty five. A game at one ten. Hank after the game. Then uh, Ricky Williams shows seven eight. That should be pretty embarrassing. I mean, pretty exciting. Other than George W. Bush, the most dangerous man in the world today is Dick Cheney, tied with Donald Rumsfeld, 38 apiece. You watch how Ashcroft's going to fly up there. We apologize for that, by the way. We're stupid. Osama, your mama, 21. The Pope, 19, is right on Osama's ass and enjoying every second of it. You can't say that about the Holy Father. I just did. Uh, Kim Jong-il, 14. Mo Howard David at 12. Neil Rogers, 11. I'm on Mo's ass. Payback's a bitch, Mo. Uh, although I'm kind of like laying low because of that uh, herpes problem. John Ascroft, 7. Did I mention Rush Limbaugh, 11? Tied with me. John Ascroft, 7. Pat Robertson, 1. None yet for Jerry Falwell, Richard Pearl, or Paul Wolfowitz. Ascroft just went under. He's already got 7. He's going to go skyrocketing to the top. You just watch. I'll watch. You watch how fast that old fart can move. A guy who lost to a dead man, by the way, in a Senate election in Missouri. What does that tell you? Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Never forget. Here's the Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Uncle Neil. Yes. Hey, you are my messiah. Just want to tell you, have a great show today. Oh, good. Um, I was wondering. Oh, please. Did you see that story about the uh, the, the terrorist that was going to be put to death tomorrow by the uh, the firing squad? Yeah. I thought that was pretty awesome. They should bring. Yeah. Sure. Let's nail it, baby. Let's uh, let's get bring it back to guillotine. Unfortunately, I'm on my way to Disney World, so I was uh, going to suck around for an Eisner bit, if possible. Yeah. And well, if I if I don't have time for the whole bit, maybe I could just give you like you know. Eisner. Like that first start. I'll, I'll get one in there. That's good. Oh. I appreciate it. And uh, three, I hate Bush. Does that make me gay? Have a great day, pal. Gay. I don't think I don't think I'm going to play the Eisner. Yeah, you know, he's again. He was doing so well. By the no, way, I'll play it. He's okay. He meant well. He's just not funny. You know, he's like you, George. He's not funny. He means well. Mm-hmm. Well, at least he means well. So anyway, 11.56, four minutes till noon. You mean to say we only got another half hour? I feel like we're being cheated here today, don't Before you? Before you take the break. Yes? You might want to alert the people to the website where Erica is a god. What do we got on there? New stuff. Miguel we scanned got... it, we sent it, and uh, he put it up there. It's like magic. He is... Eric, you're so good that we're embarrassed. We almost feel like we want to apologize for all the bad things we said, but of course at the time we said them they were true. Uh, let's see. Let me take a look. Well, let's see if that, oh, oh, that is the best. If you liked, uh, all the other Mo stuff, Moda. And then download to the poll. Uh, okay, under the poll. 
One more time. There's, there's that kid with that uh, dreaming again. I like that. And we got the cartoons. Oh, a whole bunch of cartoons. Plus, of course, phenomenal bedtime stories. Eric, you're the best, man. He is the best. Who the hell needs that beaner boy anyway? Is he still alive? Hey, if you need to sell your home fast, fast cash home buyers, they buy houses fast, hassle-free. Fast cash home buyers buy houses in any condition, any location, for any reason. Do you need to sell your house fast? Maybe your house needs a new roof, flooring, any other repairs. Well, don't be throwing bad money after good or good money after bad. In other words, don't throw no more money away on costly repairs. Call Rod today at 1-866-785-FAST for a no-obligation hassle-free offer. At Fast Cash Home Buyers, they help you solve those house problems. Do you have a vacant house? Tired of dealing with a problem tenant? Maybe you're going through a nasty, smelly, rotten, obnoxious divorce. Is there any other kind? Call Fast Cash Home Buyers. Maybe you're one, two, or three payments behind and inherited a property you don't want. Fast Cash Home Buyers can help. Call Rod today at 1-866-785-FAST and let Fast Cash Home Buyers give you real peace of mind. Fast Cash Home Buyers will buy your house today. And listen to this. You won't have to pay a penny in real estate commissions. What a machaya, even if you don't know what that means. Call Rod toll-free, 1-866-785-FAST. 1-866-785-FAST for a hassle-free offer. And let Fast Cash Home Buyers solve those house problems. Live and local, this is 560. The radio is all yours now. QAM. I am celiac losing, I am dead now, but I remember when I was alive. I will let you do the little way with the Eisner? Mr. Mouse? What the hell are you doing to me? What do you mean, sir? Why am I reading in the paper you're going to put a Disney theme park in Brooklyn? Well, sir, we're just scouting locations. Jesus, I'm scouting CEOs. You are killing me. But, but, but sir, look what we've done with New York City, oh. Times Square, 42nd Street. Hang on. Remus! Remus! Turn off the vacuum cleaner, Remus! Get that bluebird out of here! Okay, boss. Eisner, but sir, look what we've done with Midtown Manhattan. 42nd Street is incredible. Oh, you know what? Publicly, I supported that, but you took all the porn away. You're killing me. I'm going through Gaviscon like Pez. We're just scouting areas. Calm down. Listen to me, butt munch. Don't tell me to calm down. We got lucky with Lilo and Stitch, $128 million. Now, you're trying to ruin the whole network. What kind of programming are you running? Hang on a minute. Uh, Remus, yeah, you've got bluebird crap all over your shoulder. <laughs> Clean yourself up, for heaven's sake. And turn off the vacuum cleaner. Okay, Good God. Sir, the network is fine. Why couldn't you come up with American Idol? Good God, you're still running James Bond movies. They're 60 years old. Why don't you just put Steamboat Willie on and be done with it? At least then I'd make a couple of damn dollars. Well, the, the movie division's fine. You mentioned Lilo and Stitch, and now we have the new M. Night Shyamalan movie coming out later oh, this summer. Oh, I know signs. What the hell does that mean? Stop sign, yield sign. you got to start swinging some of these titles past me. Please. Remus. Remus. Can't hear you, Bob. I know you can't hear me, Remus. You're still running. Yes, sir. I'd be very careful the next time I started my car if I were you. What, what, what do you mean, sir? I'm about done with you. What? About done. What, 
Sir. I'll put Hannah Storm in your job. But, sir, I'm You sorry. are terrible. I'm sorry. Maybe I'll put Remus in there. How'd you like to be president of Disney, Remus? Uh, oh, my. What a wonderful day. <laughs> Get out of here, you nutbag. 124560 WQAM. We got 224 votes other than G.W. Bush, the most dangerous man in the world today. Dick Cheney tied with Donald Rumsfeld, 43 apiece. Osama Yamama, 34. The Pope, 21. Kim Jong-il, 20. John Ashcroft is steadily climbing up toward the top 18. Mo Howard David is on Ashcroft's back, 17. Neil Rogers, 13. Marshall Limbaugh, 11. Jerry Falwell, 1. Pat Robertson, 1. Richard Pearl, 1. And Paul Wolfowitz, 1. That's because most people have no idea who they are, which is very unfortunate. News Corporation Chairman Rupert Murdoch, we know who he is, a real asshole, the, the brains behind the unctuous ultra-right-wing uh, Fox network. Rupert Murdoch said there's a 60-40 chance that President G.W. Bush will veto a bill that blocks the federal rule allowing TV networks such as Murdoch's as Fox to buy more local stations. As once again, the Bush family continues subverting the will of the public. They have devious plans. Bush will veto the bill if he has enough support in Congress to sustain the move. Murdoch said yesterday remarks at a Morgan Stanley Media and Communications Conference in Boston. The FCC passed the new media ownership rules in June, as we all know, to our dismay. If there's any chance at all of the presidential veto being upheld by either Senate or the Congress, I think you'll find that Bush will veto it and the new rules put out by the FCC will stand, Murdoch said. I give that a 60 to 40 chance. The Senate Appropriations Committee last week approved a bill that would block the rule. Interest groups, including the National Rifle Association and Consumers Union, have argued that it would reduce programming diversity. Networks including Viacom, Inc., CBS, GE's NBC, and Fox say consolidation will help them compete with cable and satellite TV. <laughs> right. The new station ownership rule would allow networks to buy local stations reaching as much as 45% of U.S. viewers, up from the previous limit of 35%. We feel the cap is completely outdated and should be there, Murdoch said in response to a question. He said Fox has increased news and news services on its stations by 50% in the past two years, more than locally owned stations have done. He also said the cost of sports programs for cable and satellite TV distributors will come down. Right. Fair and unbalanced, man. There you go. Just It just continues. There's no end to it. No end in sight. Whatever the public wants, Bush will give them the opposite. But you know something? It's going to pass overwhelmingly in the Senate, and as a result, he'll never be able to, uh, they'll never, he'll never be able to have his veto upheld. Aww. What a shame. 567 oh, uh, oh, 0560, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon line. A lot of pressure here today with these two and a half hour shows, you know, but yep. I could get used to it. I'm, th I'm thinking three hours max, you know. Who's Starting that? like October 1, three hours max, same pay. Everybody on the station three hours, except for Mo, like about maybe three minutes. Absolutely. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hey, Neil, how are you? Pretty good. Good. Um, I'm going to jump around a little bit. First, the, the guy who called a few calls back wanted to give you a name, but you couldn't understand him. He said, Ariel Sharon. Oh, and well, get him on there right away. <laughs> it wasn't my pick. My pick is uh, Rummy. I think Rummy's a scary son of a... No, but Ariel Sharon belongs on there. He, he Absolutely does. correct. He does. Okay, I, I also watched... Oi! <laughs> I also watched some of the, uh, the debate in front of the Black Caucus last night as well, Black Caucus. Um, and some of the things that I did here in the media, part of what... You, you, didn't, say, you didn't say Dukakis, did you? <laughs> Black uh -huh. Caucus. Okay. Okay. Some of the things that I heard were, uh, and just you were speaking of earlier also, one of the questions was asked to, uh, to Kerry, does he think that President Bumbleclod purposely deceived the public? And he danced. He did a, a great Gene Kelly impersonation. Then the person went to uh, Bob Graham and asked him, and his answer was yes. Mm -hmm. It was beautiful. It was straightforward. It was perfect. 
Yeah, Graham is really sensational, which is probably why he hasn't got a chance. I know, it's scary. He, he's such an upfront person. He's like, right. you know what? We, I was on the Intelligence Committee. He knew, and he should have known, that there was no imminent threat, that he had, that um, Saddam Hussein had nothing to do with anything having to do with 9-11. And, yes, he purposely deceived the public. Uh, you know, I was waiting for a follow-up question. Do you think that's an impeachable offense? But no one ever asked it. Mm -hmm, of course um, not. <laughs> too bad. Kerry, and, by the way, is a waffler. You know, in the beginning, he supported, he voted for it, and then he turns around now. Well, he didn't have an exit plan, yada yada. Uh, he's he's uh, a waffler. Howard Dean, to me, is the only one that's really uh, butched up, and it's right from the beginning. Oh yeah. Uh, part of the, part of something else that they had asked, they had asked um, Elmer Fudd Lieberman if <laughs> if we should kowtow to um, to Israel, and of course he was hemming and hawing about it. And they asked Howard Dean, and Howard Dean's like, "No, you can't be partisan on both on either side. Either you're going to be, you know, you're going to be a somebody who's going to bring peace, or you're going to kiss somebody's ass." And you can't be course, a mediator and be on one side. Exactly. It's, it's just an impossibility. And Lieberman, of course, didn't agree with that either. Of course not. He said, "Baruch Atah and I, hoist of the Arabs." That's what he said. You know. <laughs> All right, a couple more things, then, and I'll get off the phone. Um, I do work for a uh, high-speed Internet company, and we were sending out, they sent us emails, and they were sending out, anytime that the RIAA inquired about somebody's name, they were sending emails out and informing them that these people were looking into them, and they were trying to find out information about them. Um, unfortunately, according to the email that we received as tech support, they did give out the information. They were bound, they said, to give out the information, but they were trying to get around that by letting people know that, look, these people are looking into what your what your ISP is, what you're downloading, and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Lastly, and in closing, yes. Candy Sleeve ass, Candy Sleeve ass, Chevron Mooley. Peace. Okay. <laughs> what are you laughing about? It was not a bad rendition. Oh, I loved it. That was a great call. It was an outstanding call. See, it goes to show you, you're so cynical about these great calls. Just because we don't get any, I mean, because we can do it. But I've always told you, you go through about a thousand calls and pretty soon you get a good one like that one. We've had a few good ones today. Right? Right? <laughs> Muzzled America watches Whoopi Goldberg. That's how much they've been pushed over the edge by the Bushmeister and all these fascist bastards. As uh, yeah, They're just losing it, you know? That's why they were watching Whoopi. They can't stand a bitch, but they just don't know to scream or eat Chiquita's banana. Or hop on old Cedar Cruz. Ten minutes past the hour, ten past noon, we got the pressure of that ball game. Big Marlin game now, stay with us today, okay? We need you. We don't need you to bail out because we got a baseball game. We need you badly. We need people listening to QM round the clock, except for 5 to 8 in the morning. Now, we even when Mo is on, don't we want them listening? No. No to Mo? Absolutely. Uh, come on. Yes, We're we not going to play that game. That's right. We're not going to play the game that he was playing about. I urge everyone who listens to my show not to listen to the show that follows me. And, of course, now he's got Pharrell on there, so he's singing a different tune, you know? Because he's busy sucking Scott's ass. By the way, if you like ass sucking, tomorrow morning between 6:45 and uh, 7 o'clock in the morning, I might even get up early to catch it. It's the Rim Job. No, not Jeff Rimmer. It's uh, Mo Howard David at Rims J Fiedler right on the radio. Man, because you know, oh, he's got a brown eye for talent. 11 past noon at QAM. Let me tell you about Brandy's Shoes. They've been around a long time in South Florida. You want to know why? Because they do it right. They give you a fantastic selection, unbeatable prices, personal service. You walk out of there with a perfect fit and a happy a smile on your puss every time. So take your feet to Brandy's. Over 25 years in South Florida, the same great location.
They got all the top brands you know and love. They got Rockport shoes and Echoes and Mephisto, Timberland, Clark's, SAS, Florsheim. You like it, they got it. And a wide range of sizes, whether your feet are gigantic and huge, which usually indicates something, or whether you got teeny tiny petite feet, which sometimes indicates something too. Men's sizes 6 to 15, women's 5 to 12, and widths from the very narrow to the very big, fat, and wide. Every time I say that, I want to say platypus. Why is that? Go ahead, say it. There's nothing wrong with a platypus. And don't forget that professional staff, like I told you, would give you personal service to assure you get a perfect fit every single time. You're looking for it? They got it. At Brandy Shoes, 1290 North Federal Highway in Pompano Beach, open daily 9 to 9, Sundays 10 to 5. All this week at Brandy's, New Balance shoes are on sale. Take 20% off men's and women's New Balance. Brandy's has got a humongous selection of styles and sizes, too. Stop in the store or visit them online at brandyshoes.com. <laughs> Sports Radio 560. Hello? Hello? Hello what? Nothing. Are you getting impatient again? No. I what just kind thought... of a break was that? I just went out there to uh, start putting my clothes on. I hear, hello? I yeah. like that. I, I love uh, hearing you get left with a hold in the bag. How do you know what bag I was holding? It looked like the one at Mo left this morning. I think I have herpes. I think I have herpes. I think I have herpes. I'm a hillbilly Republican, but f***er. Inbred, retarded, and comfortably dumb. I'm a big dick and bullet supporter. In Saudi America, the country I love. God bless America, it says on my truck. Watch the cousin tattooed on my nuts. Rummy bushes, shiny, don't care about me. I wear it on my sleeve. Squat down on my pulse shaded staff. And let me watch your balls slapping on my knife. Come on, good Christian brother, help me get off. As I gaze upon my naked dick to John Ascroft. Younger than dog dude, just like Georgie's brain. That's why I'm devoted to Neil. Democrats are commies, dissenters and gays. Christ-feeling Jews living in sin. Oh, yeah. I'm a little bit of a comfortably dumb. And I believe any goddamn thing they say. 16 at 560 WQM. We apologize profusely for all that dead air. At least I do. No, I? No, no. Yeah, no. no. It was fun. fun. Well, see, it's just that whoever's making a the log these days hasn't got a clue on how to, like, balance the log out. So we have, like, somewhat shorter breaks this half hour, which we really have no reason to have shorter breaks, except for they still don't understand, like, when we have these ball games, oh, what it's all about. Yeah. So it's uh, the way it goes. So I'm just leisurely taking my time. I got my pants, like, half up and my shirt on. You know, I'm ready to fly out of here, have a nice lunch today. Get out of the image. And all of a sudden I hear you, hello, hello. And I'm thinking, oh, he's in a panic, and I love it. I was going like, oh! I was high-fiving myself. Well, I thought Scott might have turned your pot off. Scott, see, right off the bat, there's George again, blaming Scott. You know, that's a good thought. Probably he does. does have the pictures. Just dummy up, would you please, before you dig the hole any deeper. You're already halfway to China. Other than George W. Bush, who is the most dangerous man in the world today, is our poll question. We had an earlier poll about this show, and it was uh, interesting. You think it was interesting? No. Killed some time, though. 274 votes on this one already. Dick Cheney is tied with Don Rumsfeld, 52. Other than GW, the most dangerous man in the world today. Osama's 41. Kim Jong-il, 27. John Ashcroft continues steadily climbing toward the top, 25. He's goose-stepping his way toward the top. 
The Pope, 22. He's kind of schlepping toward the top. Mo Howard David at 19. Neil Rogers, 15. Rush Limbaugh, 12. I'm delighted I'm ahead of Rush. Paul Wolfowitz, 5. And only one apiece for Pat Roberts and Jerry Falwell, Richard Pearl, and Ariel Oy. Sharon. I bet you're not too happy about that. Well, he just went on there. Yeah, whatever. He'll get some. He'll get his. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T line. Here's beautiful Moral Gables. Hello. Hello, uh, Mr. Rogers. Yes, sir. How you doing? Okay. I have a suggestion for Paul. This sounds um, like a chronic. Go ahead. No, no. Um, how about Hank. Hugo, Hugo Chavez Fria? What is it? Hugo Chavez. Hugo Chavez. Spickety Inglés, man. Hugo Chavez. Is the most dangerous man in the world today? <laughs> How about Cesar Chavez? Five six seven oh five. What, trace that last call, by the way. That guy needs to be deported. Send him back okay. to Caracas with his maracas and some Celia Cruz CDs. Speaking of that, here's Hialeah. Hello, uh, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Great. I didn't know if you got a chance to mention it or if you saw the article, but last week um, in the Miami Herald. They had like a really small article, and towards the end of the article, they asked Laura Bush what she thought about what was happening uh, with the soldiers that were coming back in, in uh, body bags. Yes. And she answered that she didn't want to, uh, in her beautiful mind, she didn't want to worry about what was happening. Instead of being sympathetic to the families of all the soldiers that have died, yeah. she was like, I don't want to worry about it. I'm like, Oblivious, yeah. Yes. In other words, if he just blocks it out of her mind and pretends it doesn't happen, then she won't have to feel so guilty and so bad. The same way that she's blocked out of her mind that her daughters like to drink a lot and party and booze, but... Right. All right. Thank you, Bill. Thank you very much. Thank you for pointing that out, okay, as if we don't know what a bunch of degenerates the Bush family already are. Nice divorce there, Neil. I'm sorry. Oh. A nice semester with a Silverado SNL. <laughs> but the public, the public doesn't care. They no. just don't care. Like I said, Jeb Bush gets caught with his goddamn pants down with his mouth wide open making stupid idiotic comments on tape. And the public says, hey, well, how soon can we put him back in there again? We like this uh, crook. We like this freaking liar. So why should we get upset about it? You know, we just, we just live our little pathetic, meaningless lives and do the best we can. That's all. Your life means as much as, uh, as it means to you. Isn't that great philosophy? Sure. That's right. If it means a lot to you, then it's important. You know, if it don't mean nothing, then... Uh... Oh, I like this. Law lets students forego senior year. I wanted to mention this yesterday. I think I did right. mention it. You uh, touched on it. I touched it briefly. Of all the ways attempted to free up space in Florida's crowded classrooms, this one could be a dream come true for high schoolers in a hurry, a diploma without a senior year, which I think most of you are aware of if you're paying any attention. Supporters of a law granting a high school diploma in just three years said it will help curb crowding in Florida schools. Critics fear it will deprive early graduates of extracurricular activities and senior year milestones. The state's top education officials already warning that the new law essentially enabling students to forego their senior year is not for everyone and shouldn't be abused. It was meant for a small group, a band of students who were not only mature enough but smart enough to graduate, Education Commissioner Jim Horn said. It's not an attempt under class size pressure to do away with the 12th grade. Right. Of course not. It's not part of those devious plans, you think? No. The fast-track graduation law is among several measures passed this spring in the wake of the voter-approved amendment requiring the state to take immediate action to start reducing class sizes. The amendment sets caps for every grade, including no more than 25 students per high school by class by 2010. Under the option, students can graduate with six fewer credits as long as they double up on English classes to earn four credits and study a foreign language for two years. See, 
They were allowed to skip several elective credits, including physical education, art, and life management courses. Yada, 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 in a partridge. It's just, you know, it's more of the same crap. Can't complain about the education in Florida, because generally speaking, there ain't none. Did I say Florida? In America, very sad. $87 billion, and that's only the tip of the iceberg. Now they're saying the critics, and the uh, accurately so, that's uh, that's only the lowball figure. Because Georgie always did like the highball himself every now and then. He liked the eight ball. Before he found Jesus. And, well, he's a little behind the eight ball now. With that Humpty Dumpty problem that he can't put the pieces back together again. $87 billion to try to extricate ourselves from this mess, all based on a pack of lies. But, nevertheless, the public says, Hey, what time's the party start? When do we get to vote for Arnold? And what time's the Whoopi Goldberg show back? We liked it a lot. And how about, uh, what's that uh, Treasure Island show? What is it called? Oh, Paradise Temp Island? Temptation Island. Tempta excuse yeah. me, Temptation. I don't watch any of those shows. I do, I do like the previews, though. Well, there's yeah. some interesting people on the previews. They're, uh, depending on the lineup they get, that Temptation Island. I still say the something. best of those shows was the, um, am, am I hot? Are you hot? Are you hot? Right. Is it hot? Is it boiling? Is it ready to like squirt, squirt, spurt? That damn Lorenzo ruined it for everybody. <laughs> I don't know why you got such a bone up your ass about Lorenzo Lamas. Uh, cause he sucks. Well, that makes him even more uh, desirable to some. Rumsfeld, 50, uh, let's take a puke at this, 58 for uh, Rummy Ryan. Now, he is dangerous now because he's losing it. He's absolutely losing it. And the troops, when he was over there on the last weekend, said, hey, don't come talk to us. We don't. We want to go home. We don't want nothing to do with you. You fascist, you Nazi bastard, you. You ever see him and Hermann Goering together? Not lately. I'm thinking to myself, because uh, I was watching on the Discovery Channel, which I do like a lot lately, uh, some of the uh, documentaries on, on the Nazis and on the Nuremberg trials. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking Nuremberg would be a great place for uh, Rumsfeld and uh, Wolfowitz and Richard Pearl. And they still have that courthouse, don't they? All of these guys. And Dick Cheney. The translators. Donald Rumsfeld, 58. Dick Cheney, 55. The most dangerous man in the world today besides W, which it goes without saying. Osama Yamama, 43. John Ashcroft, steadily goose-stepping up that ladder with 31 votes. Has just hopped over Kim Jong-il, who's got 29. The Pope, 23. Mo Howard David at 19, Neil Rogers 15. Now that's interesting trifecta there because it goes to show you, even though we're doddering old men, we're still dangerous. The Pope, Mo, and yours truly. Rush Limbaugh 12, Paul Wolfowitz 5, Jerry Falwell 3, Ariel Sharon's got a pair now. Boy! Could probably eat it. It's kosher. Pat Robertson 1 and Richard Pearl 1 out of 297 votes so far. Here's a call from Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hey Neil, how are you? Pretty good, sir. Excellent. Um, what, just two points? First of all, I, I was, it was pretty amusing, and I don't know if, if this talks to a twisted sense of humor that I have, but uh, I, was, I put on the news yesterday and uh, to, to see, you know, a group of women in front of the hotel that uh, Pier 66. Uh, Bush was at, right. right, all holding a sign saying that they love Bush. Kind of thought, <laughs> That's true. Kind of um, was that was Janet funny. Reno there? I bet you Janet might have been one of them. I, I didn't see her, but <laughs> I was like, like, to be a big I, time Democrat. I, I, I'll bet you somebody had a good sense of views like, yeah, let's put this on. What about uh, Donna Shalala? You think she might have been there? I think she wanted to be there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the second thing is, um, you were talking about how popular um, the ratings on Whoopi's show uh, were. And honestly, I think it's because this is actually the first show that has Persian humor uh, on it. You know, humor that, you know, of course, from someone originating from someone who is from Iraq or from Iran, or someone from that region. So I think that my prediction is, in the future, you're going to see a lot of shows copying that chemistry. There's going to be a lot more 
jokes. Now, I heard that Don Bailey Jr. is going to have his show. Finally, that magic flying carpet is going to come in handy. Exactly. <laughs> That's it. Thanks a lot, Neil. Thank you, Pally. Have a great day. Good calls today, by the way, George, for uh, you know all you skeptics out there. Yeah. We started out. We had one or two. And, and even, you know what we should have known? The first guy, even though it's one of our chronic regulars, who did the uh, Edward Teller thing, he was great. He was great. Which goes to show you that even when you're dealing with some dickhead like that, once in a great while, he come up with something good. That was way back at uh, hours ago, 100 hours ago. Yeah, we've been on too damn long today. I know. But we're coming to an end soon here. <laughs> it's coming to a halt. I got my clothes on. So so you thought that Scott shut the pot. You, you never know with him. Don't you want to share your pot with Scott? No. Not? Not. It's not. He's going to get paid sometime. No, no, no. <laughs> How about a few bucks, Scott? No? No. Yeah, Clarence said he's cutting him off, okay, because he, like, uh, he said he just shut him out. 26 past noon, we got the Marlins pregame show. The Marlins and the Mets, it's a biggie. They're going to go 16 games over. Get it right, Scott, by the way. They're going to try to go 16 over 500. And most importantly, if the Phillies can lose, they got to take sole possession of the wild card spot. See, the reason, the reason I'm pushing the Marlins a little bit now is because at least this season, Maybe they wised up, the idiot, uh, Samson and the, the uh, whatever. They wised up a little bit. But the fact is we're not being threatened. The people of South Florida, I mean, you hear a little bit behind the scenes, the city of Miami is talking this and talking that. But it's not like it has been for so damn long now with a John Henry thing. Uh, if we don't get the stadium, we're going to be moving to Portland, we're moving to Nashville, you know, and we'll pack you your sandwich. Me? You know, that kind of crap. No, it's just that uh, they're playing a lot better than anybody dreamed. They're doing it with Mike Lowell here of late, and they're just uh, they're kicking ass. Without without any threats. By the way, uh, Mike, uh, what's his name? Mike Mayo, hold the mail. Had the most stupid column he's ever written in his life a couple of days ago about, hey, we don't need a new stadium. What's wrong with Pro Player Stadium? Duh. Duh. What? The same place that nobody shows up at now? This uh, seriously, I think I think Mike Mayo needs a lobotomy since they got him out of the sports world and put him into like the real world. He can't handle it. You just can't, uh, and I know you're listening right now, Mike. You're a good guy, but God, your columns really blow. VIPSportsbook.com is South Florida's best sportsbook. No blowing over there. A lot of the sportsbooks do blow because they blow out of town. 99% of those other guys are located in the jungles of Costa Rica or maybe way down there in Venezuela with Hugo Chavez hiding in the jungles. Who knows where they are? Hugo. Hugo, I'm sorry. Hugo Chavez. This year, move up in class to VIPSportsbook.com, the oldest and largest sportsbook in the Nederlands, Man, Netherlands, Amsterdam, Holland, with the Dutch with the wooden shoes and the windmills. 100% legal and licensed at VIPSportsbook.com. So listen to me. Check them out on the web or call them toll-free, 1-866-VIP-BETS, because these are the kind of people you want to be plunging your guts out with. They're South Florida's best sportsbook by far. Sign up now, and you can bet on all the South Florida football and basketball teams, juice-free all year long. You want to bet on the Dolphins, 100 to win 100. You'll need a lot of luck if you're betting on them to win. You want to bet the Hurricanes, 100 to win 100. They're playing a lot of girls' school, so no, no sweat. So forget about the vigorish. All sign-ups get a 20% cash bonus, not some funny money match play bonus either. VIPsportsbook.com. Check them online at that uh, thing, or call them toll-free at 1-866-VIP-BETS. Be sure and tell them you heard it here on QAM. Mention Gary Sarner's name. They'll laugh their ass off. That's 1-866-VIP-BETS. VIPSportsbook.com. Let me say it again. VIPSportsbook.com, where you be the VIP. Live and local. This is Sports Radio 560 QAM. Yeah. Dick Cheney leading the pack, by the way, by a single vote. It's tight. He had his skin. 
Heart boy, but he's sure on top of this list. Other than George W. Bush, who is the most dangerous man in the world today? Dick's got 60. 60 for Dick Cheney. 59 for Donald Rumsfeld. Side by each. Osama Yamama's only got 47. John Ashcroft, 34. Steadily goose stepping along. Kim Jong il, 29. The Pope, 26. Mo Howard David, 22. Neil Rogers, 15. Rush Limbaugh, 12. Paul Wolfowitz, 5. Jerry Falwell, 3. Ariel Sharon's got 3. Oi! He'll eat them all. Richard Pearl won, and Pat Robertson has only a single vote. Well, boys and girls, it's that time you've been waiting for. The pressure is building. Marlin pregame show coming up in a couple of minutes, 1235. Marlin's at the Mets. Huge game. The Humper is on after the ball game. Ricky Williams show 7-8. Let's hear those excuses, Ricky. Come on. Orlando Alzagiri, the big oh. at 8 o'clock. Eddie K at 10. Joe and Mark overnight. Don't forget a highlight on the Mo Howard David show tomorrow, which there aren't too many, but a highlight. It's the rim job as Mo sucks Jay Fiedler's ass 6.45 to 7 tomorrow Absolutely. on QAM. Mm. He'll get in his licks. The violence work. That's so very unlucky. Give you a kiss, okay? Yeah, but wait, yeah, but wait a second. 